The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yes, right, here we go, here we go. Hang on a second, I've been practising this. We're going to try this, OK? You ready? <clears throat> this is uh, 03444991000, Late Night Alternative, if you want to call us on Skype. Let's do a head fast side for Mick. Dancing a ein light do dick von 99 Luftballons. Auf ihrem Weg zum Horizon, denkst du wie legt Gerard an mich? Dancing a ich in Leid für dich, von 99 Laufballons und das sowas von sowas kommt. Yes! You're listening to, I'm tempted to do the whole show, Auf dem Deutsch, we won't, but if you're German, this is for you guys. Yes! Let's hear it, everybody! Let me hear you say, yeah! Yeah! All right. 99 Auf horizon. Hype man for UFOs, auf dem all. Doran schickter ein General. Die Pflegestaffel hinterher. Alarm zu geben, wenn so far. Dabei wohnt und am Horizon. 99 Luftballons. There we go. There we go. This is what we're talking about, guys. 99 Düsseldorfer, jeder war ein großer Krieger, Hilton Dick or Captain Cook. Es gab ein großes Feuerwerk, die Nachbarn haben nichts gerafft und wurde gleich gemacht. Da war Schorschmann am Horizon auf 99 Luftballons. You'll put me off a little bit. Oh, shush then. Well, because I'm doing it in proper German and you're doing it... Your German's a bit off. Being German geese are seeing a year, mate. Well, I'm doing it, um... I'm doing it in colloquial German. Are you doing it in harmony? Because you're... Shut up. Nine and nine, say Craigminster. Street holds banking gunster. Hype and sick for Schlauletter. Written schon, fetter, buter. Brief and Krieg und Voltenmacht. Man debatter das gedacht, dass es einmal so weit kommt. Bewegen 99 Luftballons! Bewegen 99 Luftballons! Luftballons! Tequita, <laughs> <laughs> what are you coming for? 99 Jahre Krieg ließen keinen Platz für Sieg. Kreigminster gibt's nichts mehr und auch keine Duschflieger. Heute sehe ich mein Runden, seh die Welt in Trummen liegen. Hast nen Luftballon gefunden, denk an Dick und lass ihn <lacht> fliegen. <laughs> oh, and that's how it ends. I thought it rocked out again. Das war einfach klasse. Da, ja, das ist gut. Here's the thing. So there are anti-war songs. Mm-hmm. Like war. Huh. All right, what is it good for? All right, but are there any pro-war songs? I can't, there must be, there must be pro, you know, because everyone... The devil has the best tune, so there must be some bloody good pro-war songs. There would have to be, wouldn't there? 
0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you can think of any good pro-war song. Is Rock the Casbah one? No. I, I nearly went to the Casbah, but I couldn't be bothered. It's in Marrakesh. You couldn't even be bothered to go, never mind rock it. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't be bothered to go. Um, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You can also Skype us, dear listener. That's right. You can Skype us by Skyping. Just moving the periscope so people can see us a bit better. There we go. Um, by Skyping Late Night Alternative. And if you want to use the video chat, I haven't got my giant sellotape with you. But I, uh, I will have my flies undone, so um, you'll be able to see that. Oh, we all thought he was dead. Some of us prayed for it. Not me, because I'm not a sick man. Alan Caddick. Him, him, him. Here we go. Yo, yo, yo. Yes. We're, 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 Alan, some people were concerned about you. Others were relieved. Have you been in prison? No, I had a week off last week. A week off what? You don't do anything. Well, I won't give Mr. Boyd a miss. You did what? I'll give Mr. Boyd a miss. Okay, but you haven't been calling me for ages. No, because every time I'm going to come in, we get the finger. I've literally no idea what this guy's saying. Have you got a dick in your mouth? No. And when I say dick, I'm not being rude. It's a German word. No, because every time I call in, I'll, uh, you may give the finger to Sammy to say for me not to call in. Who gives you the finger? No, I thought you might give Sammy the finger. What, no, what are you talking about? I'm giving the Please finger to Periscope. We don't want Alan to know. We'll time to call again tomorrow. No, here's... Right, here's the thing, Alan, right? Jesus, we've had this conversation, you absolute prune, right? When people call in three nights in a row, I ask Sam to say to that person, thanks for calling... Um, but not tonight. Maybe you could co- try later in the week. We've had this conversation, you absolute idiot. Well, Sammy's Sammy's a good man. I like Sammy. Yeah, I know, but you're an idiot because we've had this conversation. That's what I gave. That's what I haven't been saying. Till I thought I'd give you some nights off. Well, okay, that's brilliant. But now you're probably going to phone for the next three nights, and not and the 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 message will it's not. Have... Ian. Sorry. It's only Thursday, you're on tomorrow, and then I've got a weekend off. Yes, but... And then you're back on Monday. Well, no, but then what I might say on Monday is that you called... You call it only. No, I won't say... Jesus Christ, right, go away. Flipping heck. That's like, um, having, um, that's like reading Shakespeare whilst having a lobotomy. Here's the thing, right? We've had that conversation with her, with, uh, with him before, haven't we? You know, if people... And I love... It's great that we've got regular callers. By the way, hands up if you were blocked by um, um, miserable Git Rocky last night on Twitter. Yep, there we go. Hands up if you blocked him. Miserable, miserable Git. (laughs) He won't call in because he's a bottler. But then I noticed... Because then I went and um, used another account to look... And then he was sending me messages after he'd blocked me. That guy not only doesn't know how rock and roll doesn't work, he doesn't know how Twitter works. 0344-499-1000 is the phone number. Good evening, Ricardo. Ian, lovely to speak to you again. I'm sure it is. I wish I could have the pleasure of speaking to myself, but unfortunately I, I can't. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, I don't know if you are listening, but anyway, carry on. Well, I... Well, I mean, come on. Look, Ian, I've got... <laughs> what was it? Seven points here. How many can I get through before you start being funny? It's un- it's unlikely you're going to get to one at this rate, buddy. What? Seriously? 
Okay, first, hello. Yes. First one. What is wrong with indeed. what is wrong with everyone tonight? What is going on? Is it is it a full moon or is it because we are um yet we are a nat's chuff away from Friday the thirteenth? Is that what is that what it is? Well, there's nothing wrong with crocodile Dundee, or is there? I tell you what, Ricardo, stay there. Right, I'll put him on hold. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um, if or late night alternative on Skype, if you want to talk to Ricardo, because I, I'll be honest, ten minutes into the show, I'm losing the will to live. So if you want to talk to Ricardo, here's here's what's going to happen. We've got a break in four minutes and ten seconds, right? If no one calls in before then, then um, we let Ricardo go. Um, if you call him before then, you can talk to him for as long as you want. 0344 499 and we'll be quiet for the next four minutes until we get another caller. So let's see. Well, if anything, Mick Dundee was a complex character. Um... But, you know, I mean, what can you do? You live in the outback. There's not much going on. He's uh, gone to New York City. It was uh, some kind... I don't even know if this has been broadcast. I I have no idea. Um, But I did have six or seven other points. Um, I think Crocodile Bandy was probably one of my strongest points. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but if Crocodile Dundee could be mentioned, I don't think it's mentioned enough, if anything. I mean, Paul Hogan, yeah, okay, not the best actor in the whole world, let's be honest. But why not? He'd done a good. T- Who's that? Oh, it's just me. I just want well, to talk to you, Ricardo. Why isn't he the best actor in the world? What stops him being the best actor? What, uh, Paul Hogan? Yeah, what stops I think, him? I, I don't know. I think, in some ways, he obviously fitted the part of Crocodile Dundee very well. Um, so he's a good actor had, then, isn't he? Well, we had the accent. He um, kind of... I don't know. Do you think he fitted it down to a T? Well, I don't know. You, you say he doesn't, but you just described somebody who seems to fit it down to a T. Mm. Oh, oh, what's your name, sir? Uh, my name's Tim. Tim? Oh, nice yeah, to yeah, speak Tim. to you, Tim. So what? Nice you, to speak to you, brother. Paul Hogan was... Well, do you I don't know. Paul I haven't Hogan heard him in Crocodile. Or do you think Paul Hogan was suited more to the Crocodile Dundee role? Well, you said he didn't, didn't you? I thought you, I thought you were saying that he was rubbish. I was questioning it. I, I had a very open mind when it came to Crocodile Dundee, if I'm honest. Right, so, but, but you said you didn't think he was a very good actor. Paul Hogan. Yeah, well, yeah, that's who we're talking about, isn't it? No, 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 no. Well, hey, look, you know, I'm backing you up, if anything. Um, you doing what to me? I think, uh, yeah, watch it. I think he's... Is that a euphemism for something? Yeah. 
let's watch it out. It's, uh, it's still early tonight. It's a Thursday night. Watch it. But um, as far as Crocodile Dundee's concerned, is he a oh, good actor or is he just suitable for the role? Well, no, he's a character. Crocodile Dundee. Oh, oh here we go. No, that's a good. That's no, no, no. So, as a character, you think he could be multifaceted to a certain extent. No, well, I don't really know, to be honest with you. But if he wasn't such a good actor, Paul Hogan, then you just referred to him as Crocodile Dundee. As mm. the character. So he must have fooled you. So what, do you think I've typecasted him to a certain extent? Because it's like, Paul Hogan, Crocodile Dundee, end the story. No, I think he's just, just... I think he's slated him off as a, as a rubbish, useless actor. When, in fact, he was extremely good at playing the part of Crocodile, Crocodile Dundee, which is why you said and called him Crocodile Dundee rather than his real name. Because you were convinced that he was Crocodile Dundee. Oh, so what? He's that good. He's actually tricked me to an extent where I'm not using no, his not actual name. He's absolutely tricked you 100% mm. because you referred mm. to him as Crocodile Dundee rather than Paul Hogan. So you fell for the character. You believed well, what he else was I say genuinely Crocodile Hogan. Oh, he's done the adverts in the 80s or something. Well, he's good at them as well, wasn't he? Really good at those. Yeah, he said, oh, mate, you know, you want a pint? You want a can? That's all right. I don't know what he said, actually. I can't remember the words exactly. Well, he must have been pretty good at it, because he's still in your mind. I'm obviously paraphrasing to a certain extent, but, you know, that that was obviously what he was kind of saying in a roundabout way. Why? I wasn't. I've not said anything. I've just been asking you questions. It was you that said he was. I remember those um, comments. Him
No rules nocturnal nattering for nightbirds, nurses, and Nosferatu. <laughs> All right, cool. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Welcome, dear listener. This is the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. With time to change. One in four of us will fight a mental health problem this year. Having a mate in your corner can make all the difference. So it's time to change to find out more. And we'll be talking more about that after 11 o'clock. Now, listen, when you get a tweet that says, Hi, Ian, would you be interested in interviewing Reed Summers, the son and representative of God's messenger, Marshall, Marshall Summers? The answer to that can only be, Sure thing, buddy, here's my email. The other answer could be, Yeah, you know I am, because I got in touch with you months ago. But... I think... 03444991000 is the um, telephone number if you want to give us a call. You can Skype as well. Uh, we have um, introduced Skype into the studio. Do we see how it goes? It, it might, it basically, I mean, you can use it in the UK, of course. Our Skype name is Late Night Alternative, all one word. Um, so, but you can use it in the UK if you want, of course. But I know we have lots of listeners around the world. Um, and it means you can you can call us absolutely free. And if you want to do a little video Skype, we can see you, you can see us, although it makes me uncomfortable. If not, um, we'll, um, we'll go where we are. Do you, um, do you play um, the yes-no game with the kids? Sometimes. <laughs> um, are They're they... better at it than I am. Um, are my kids rubbish? My kids are rubbish. Um, if anyone fancies a quick game of the yes-no game, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Um, you can either challenge me. I'm, 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 I, can't, I can't be got on it. No, you're extremely tricky. Uh, well, I, I just know not to say those words. Which words? Well, we're not playing it, so I could say it. I would be well within but my rights to say it. you're not going to, are you, at principle? Well, of course I'm not going to. Um, my eldest cheats. He goes, uh, do you go to school? Of course I do. He only says it in that voice. Of course yeah. I do. Um, uh, what's your name? Then he says his name. Are you sure that's your name? Of course I'm sure. Yeah, they do tend to get stuck in a groove, don't they? Mine say possibly, probably. Um, my youngest does the head movements. I said, well, you, you can't do that. You're not allowed to shake or nod um, your head. You've, if you're going to play the yes... Who invented the yes-no game? Where, how far... I mean, it's a, it is a great game. This is the beauty of it, right? It's the most... Simple game, and it's if ever we're out and we're a bit bored, who fancies a quick round of the yes/no game? And here's the thing: whenever we do it when we're out, kids start swarming around us, going, "Let me have a go! Let me have a go! Hey, Mister, can I have a go?" And they want to have a. They want kids. Don't their parents play that game with them? I don't know if they do or not. It's definitely a pre-telly game, isn't it? Well, Des O'Connor obviously did it um, with "What's in My Box." The programme, what was it called, What's In My Box? You, Philip will know. What was the programme, What's In My Box, Philip? Well, the original one, Ian, was Take Your Pick with Michael Myers. OK, so Michael Myers, the star of the Halloween films, did it. <laughs> but, so he, and he did, because when Des did it in the 90s, yes. he had the Yes, No game. Did Michael Myers yes, do the did. Yes, No game? Yes, he did. Um, I actually went to see one of the shows in the of, 50s. Of course you did, Philip. I wouldn't have expected anything less of you. <laughs> and it was, because that was the early days of ITV, and it was associated with Rena Fusion doing yes. it. Yes. And you had opportunity not. Um, you had um, double your money with Huey Green. Yeah. Hey, by by the way, can I read you a um, right? Uh, uh, who here has read the new Danny Baker book? Oh, not me. I'm Going not on the t- it is great. Um, can I read you the start of a Huey Green story that's yes. in it? But I'm, I've got to censor it, right? Yes. 
Um, let me find it. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. You, you carry on talking, Phil, and I'll find this page. Well, the reason I rang in, Ian, was that I was up in London today, it used to be in Thursday, and I'm walking down Oxford Street. No, the girl wasn't in the doorway with the guitar. No. I went into a shop, and it was one of these shops that they've sprung up that sells imported American sweets. Oh, yes. Cakes. Yeah, I've seen that shop. And the, yeah. Well, I was wandering around, and there weren't any prices on display. Oh. Now, I saw this box... If there's two. no prices on it, it means you can't afford oh, yeah, it. You, yeah, that's it. So I said to the guy, I said, uh, just out of interest, I said, how much is that box of cereal? How much do you reckon they were charging for a normal size box? Oh, if cereal? it was American, I bet it's about 15 quid. You're a bit lower than that, Ian. Go it was £11.99. Yeah, there, yeah, I bet you. It's, of course, but it's American import. Yes, yeah, I mean, and also, and also uh, having a look at the box, you know, being the di- diabetes too, I had a look at the content of the sugar. Yeah. And the sugar is... Woo! Uh, woo! Scale. Well, baby! Well, this is why I've, I'm trying to lose a bit of weight, and I'm, I'm looking at going sugar-free. But yeah. um, porridge, it's all about the porridge. You mm. know one more about the porridge. Yeah, I mean, porridge Porridge is really popular. I mean, many years ago we talked about it with the fact that McDonald's sell porridge. Yeah, well, but just go... Here's the thing, right? And I, I, I'd forgot, I haven't had porridge for years, and I used to smother it in, in honey or yeah. Um, yeah. syrup, golden syrup. Yeah. Um, or, or sugar, but but now just a bowl of a bowl of porridge, um, a, a bit of milk. Put it in the microwave. Oh, it's incredible! Here's the thing, because my my um, granddad is Scottish, oh, yeah. so my dad would have it with water and salt. I believe that is the way that they. Yeah, use, it's the way yeah. to do it. You put but you boil water, but mix it with boiled water, and you sprinkle salt on yeah. it. What's oh. that taste like? Salty, watery porridge. Yeah. What part of Scotland did he come from, Ian? Aberdeen. Oh, I've been to Aberdeen. I've, yeah, ne- I've never been to Aberdeen. Yeah, I liked it up there, Aberdeen, Inverness, up there, and because uh, Aberdeen, they call it the Granite City, don't they? Hey, Philip, do you want a quick, um, quick game of the yes no game? Oh yeah, okay, right. Well, you, you're out. You just said yes, you idiot, straight away. Do you know where they speak the purest English in the whole of the British Isles? Um, my house. In Venice. Venice. In Venice. Well, yeah, but uh, where is Venice? No, I said in Venice. Yeah, but where is Venice? In Venice. Well, and obviously it's in Venice, but where is Venice? No, in. In the nest. So this is from Danny Baker's new book, Going on the Turn. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Right. I, I, I'll read a bit of it. So one day, I'm indoors and the phone goes. This was during the period when I was on TV a lot. Immediately, I recognised the nasal drawer of Canada... Oh, right, what we've got to do... Hang on a second. Um, I need to get some sound effects. I don't want to lose my pages. Um, Why didn't you think of this before? I mean, this is... I know, I know, I know. Um, uh, where, where am I going to get sound effects from at this time of night? <laughs> i tell you what we'll do. We'll have a little... We'll have an early break. <laughs> You're listening to... And I'm going to get some sound effects. This is the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio with Time to Change. Stimulating nightly emissions guaranteed to open your eyes and your mind. Oh, my word. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Well, that wasn't a long... That wasn't a long enough break. I'm just gathering my sound effects. Right, OK, hang on a second. So I'm going to have a cuckoo... Um, I don't know if the C word comes up, but I'll have a cuckoo for the C word. Right. Um, what should we have for an F word? A frog. Frog sound effect. 
Um, okay, so that'd be this. Okay, there so we that, go. That's, Beautiful. That's an F. What should we have for an S word? S would be. Um, uh, we finished. Sea lion. Sea lion sound. Okay. So well, the first thing I thought was sausage, but they're not very noisy, are they? No. Okay. Here we go. What is that? That's an old man. <laughs> Listen to that. Sounds like Dennis. It does. Help. 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 Oh, coughing up. That's it. That's it. Look at that. He's coughing up, isn't he? Help. Help. He's choking. Help. Help. And then he dies. Right. So the sea lion is, is an S word. Cuckoo is uh, the C word. And frog is in the F word. Okay. I've not. I've got a flick between the... So one day... This is from Danny Baker. I'm indoors and the phone goes. This was during the period when I was on TV a lot. Immediately, I recognised the nasal drawer of Canada's most... I do the voices. Canada's most device... How do you say divisive? Yeah, I'll listen. Canada's most divisive export. Danny Baker, I want to introduce myself. That's not a bad Huey Green. Then he went a bit... Danny Baker, I want to introduce myself. My name is Huey Green. I believe I actually said where in response... It's an F coming up. Now, don't slam the phone down. I know what you're thinking. What does this... <laughs> washed... That was good, actually, because it sounded like it. <laughs> what does this... <laughs> washed up old... <laughs> want? <laughs> I promise you, that is exactly what he said. <laughs> you don't easily forget a sentence like that. Particularly when it turns out Huey Green has an uncanny, uncanny ability to read exactly what is running through your mind. <laughs> um, oh, we, um, we need a word for... We need a sound effect for prick. Uh, for the P word. For the pig. Pig. Here we go. Pig sound effect. Okay. It's getting very... This is turns a bit of a... So this will be for prick. Okay. <laughs> That's a beauty. Okay, right. So let's got to get all this queued up because this is a, this is a long one. Let me get right to it. You're probably banging two whores at the same time right now, so I won't keep you from them for long. I'm kidding. Listen, I want ten minutes of your time, face to face. <laughs> or ass to ass if that's your thing. Can you do that for a broken down old Oh, pigs let me down. <laughs> like me. <laughs> um but all oh, right, we need a word for um Oh, for heaven's sake. Okay, Ian. no, no, no. We need a sound effect for someone who uh for a, a sea sucker. Okay. Um a cockerel. There we go, a cock. We'll get a cock. Exactly. Cock. Sound effect. Careful, All right. careful with that. No, we go. Okay, right. Um, so this is. Ah! Okay, right. <laughs> this is gonna be... <clears throat> perhaps, perhaps I should point out for any younger readers that Huey Green was for much of the 50s through to the 80s the very personification of decent, upstanding family values TV. His shows were homespun, sentimental and safe, while he himself was widely lampooned as an unctuous, sanctimonious old cornball whose catchphrase, and I mean that most sincerely, was mimicked by all and sundry. In short, no one ever mistook Huey Green for what they now call the original gangster, yet here he was coming over as one who had verbally schooled Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, Jesus, 
Uh, oh, I, sh- I shakily asked him if he could let me know what was on his mind over the phone. Right. A frog first. Jesus, if I could... Jesus, if I could tell you over the phone, I wouldn't be asking to pull your dick in person, would I? Jesus and Mary, they let any sucker become... We shouldn't start this now. A star these days. I'm only kidding, Dan. I have a... I have a, uh, I, I have the TV idea of the century for you, all ready to go. So how about next week, you lucky little heel? That was shit. That was a serious <laughs> shit. Isn't it? Right. I remember. Um. Okay. Is there a lot of this to go? Yeah. Oh. It's actually, I was quite. It's, it's, quite it's, it's pages. I mean, I'm working. I'm working five different YouTube pages. This is how I'm doing it. This is what I'm, I'm stuck with here at Talk Radio. Wouldn't have had this when I worked at LBC. I'd have had the sound effects straight away. I'm, I've got five, and I'm having to reset the YouTube page. The sea line doesn't start immediately. They don't need to know beyond the magic, Ian. You're ruining it for everyone. Um, uh, uh, okay, so he goes to his house, um, and he... Um, um, Okay, so he goes to this house, and he he takes him into his room where he's got a train set, and um, he says he's got an idea for a show. Um, oh, gee, I need a sound effect for, um, for Arsted. <laughs> uh, what, what would it be? Um, Bell, Bell. Yeah. Bell. Well, you might need that. No, no, I don't think, I don't. we don't go there. All right. So that Bell is for I- illegitimacy, so that will be this. Okay, that's, Ooh, that's it's not bit, as aggressive as I'd like. Um, anyway, I know what... So he's looking at the train set. Yeah. I... Um, okay, so basically, I'm going to skip it because it goes on. I wish I hadn't started this now. It's turned mm. to a nightmare. Um, so he um, has got up for an idea where they do a live TV show on a train. Okay, right, that's the idea he's selling to Danny Baker. Um... Danny, Danny says, uh, um, right, so he says this, and Danny's thinking, oh, that, that idea's been done, and it's a sinker. But then, right, but then, um, Huey Green comes back. Um, okay, show from a train. Cute idea, but today, these... Oh, frozen. Oh, it's frozen. Got to reset, reset cocksuckers, hang on. Oh, flipping neck. There we go. But th- th- these suckers out there will take your cute and tell you to stick it in your ass. It has to be something unbelievable. Stew Pendus. So, I'm in here one night, moving the train, scratching my balls. And Jesus, I get the idea of the century. I look across to the far side and go... Me, that's it. Now, where can you, you? What can you see on that far side beyond those cable cars? What's there? I looked, and there appeared to be a sort of cove with a painted sea beyond it, beyond its horizon, stretching onto the wall. The seaside, I said. The seaside. The sea side. Huey seemed outraged by my naivety, and for a few minutes kept saying, "Oh, the seaside." 
That's not the goddamn seaside, you prick. I don't know if we have one for prick. Yeah, we did. What we had the pig. The pig. Uh, it's not the seaside, you prick. <laughs> yeah. That is the Atlantic <laughs> Ocean. <laughs> well, how am I supposed to know that? I countered. Because you don't think big, Danny. Baker, nobody does anymore. You're used to TV pygmies yanking your dick. I didn't have one for dick, did I? No. I wish you did. Not like, un- not like Uncle Huey here. I've never actually heard Huey Green speak. I've He's only quite... ever heard impressions it's of him. It's uncanny. That's why I've been... So, we do the first part of the show on a trip. What was... Um, all right. The, what was... Uh... Oh, the sea line. Okay, the sea line is feces. So, we do the first part of the show on a train, and that's all well and good. And Mr. and Mrs... For, for brains wow. in bomb <laughs> Lancashire are reading it up. They've had Shirley Bassey, some pop stars, magicians. Oh, <laughs> Knows what else, and we haven't even started yet. We get off the train beside the River Thames. Huge crowds, and God, this is astounding. I'm <laughs> ting myself with excitement telling you. We get off the... God, this train and a submarine surfaces out of the river thames we get on board this monster and the show continues on the sub then as the sub goes under again we say see you tomorrow suckers and then it get, you kind of get the idea of Ooh, um, a foul mouthed man where that's where that's going. So that's um, that's it's, it, it's a it's a good read. It's not such a good um, that was that was um, that that was quite complicated. There. Next time we'll prep it better. Struggled there. Oh three uh, four 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 nine nine one thousand is the uh, telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you can Skype us a late night. Alternative. This is the late night alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. With time to change, one in four of us will fight a mental health problem this year. Having a mate in your corner can make all the difference. Search time to change to find out more. Kick off your slippers. Don't go to bed. The party is just starting. You can sleep when you're dead. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Bom. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You can Skype late night alternative. No one's calling in. I wonder why. I think they were um, waiting for the punchline to that particular story, but it was just a very sad story, wasn't it? This is the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio with Time to Change, of course. Well, I'll be talking about that more after 11 o'clock and uh, be looking to hear your stories then as well. But um, here's the thing I've noticed. Here's the thing that I have noticed. Um, the, 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 The week... Uh, two weeks ago, when I was still here, the calls were, were kind of dropping off. Um, did you get many calls last week? No. No? Okay. And there's not been many calls this week. And I wonder why. Or oh, yati, as we would say in Greek. We are not Greek, I wouldn't say it. Um, but I wonder why. Um, I'm giving them gold. I'm offering them a chance to play the yes-no game. Um, and... Um, Maybe you're being too entertaining. No. Hey, here's a thing I noticed. Um... Oh, that was the thumb. Oh, honestly. Here's the, couldn't do my right thumb for years, and now I can't stop it. Here's the thing I noticed when we went to see Hair yesterday. Um, of course, there's a famous scene where everyone strips off. And it's, 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 it's actually not as, um, as lurid and as, as rude as people would expect. It's and quite, way too brief. It's very, very short. And here's the thing. I 
don't remember seeing any fannies. I just, I just looked, I just looked at the dicks. Same. They do call them more attention, don't they? I did look, because they, they, they have their backs to us to start with, and I was looking at what I thought was a very, very nice bum, and it was a bloke, unfortunately. Um, and then I just found myself looking at the willy. So next time we go, I know where to, I know exactly where to step. But this is the th- this is the problem I had, and such, ta- apart from the fact that there, everybody involved in it was beautiful and talented. I hate that. And young. There we go. And they could all sing. Those things together really makes me want to eat my fingers. It's, uh, oh God, I hate beautiful, young, talented people who can sing. But putting that to one side, all of the men were were smooth all over. There was no hair on. Did they have pubes? Yes, I think. But they were trimmed. Yes, they, they were, were, they Listen, were that, certainly tidy. That would be the one note. And I've, what do I know? You've seen it lots of times. I mean, the performance. Yeah. You've seen the, you've seen the performance lots of times. And um, I, I'm a mere beginner at this hair lark. But if I were to offer one You've note, seen more dicks than me. Uh, up close. Yeah, well. Sometimes they're a blur. Okay. Um, wow. Um, so... The one note I would offer was if they yeah. could just pay a little bit more attention to the time period that we're talking about. Because the women were... didn't have any pubic hair. Very little. Very thin strips. But the men, the men, and not so much the pubes. Here's the thing, right? Chests. The chests and the legs. Armpits. They were, they were c- completely smooth. Now, I know that this is a, this is a thing that young people uh, uh, do. And by the way, if our sponsors are listening to this, <laughs> there's the warm-up for their section. They'll be thinking, dear God, can we get a refund? But no, this genuine. Because I'm, I'm, I'm a 44 year old man, so I've got hair everywhere. I've got a hairy back. I've got a hairy front. I've everywhere there's hair. I've got, I've got hairs on my knuckles. I'm one of those guys. Um, so t- to watch these young men, and this is the thing now, isn't it? Is for young men. And it, okay, it got me thinking. Right, I, um, I'm listening to in the car because Dennis Lacorier suggested I should get it. I'm listening to Lenny Bruce live at Carnegie Hall. In, I think, 1963, Kennedy is still alive at this recording, OK? He's still, he's still present. Was it, was it, was it, did he get shot in 63? It was, wasn't it? So, was it 63 or 64? I think four, but let me check. Yeah. You made me wonder So, it's 63. Now. This is recorded. And he's talking... Um, about, and uh, here's the thing. I'm really, really... In, 63. Yeah. I'm really, really... It was... Um, um, let me, hang on, I can tell you the date. It was the 11th no. of November. No, you're right, it was... May, the, it was May. It was November, but it was the 22nd. 22nd of, of, of May, I was right. No, of November. There we go. So, um, and I'm really enjoying this Lenny Bruce. I'm not finding any of it funny, not chuckling once, but as an historical document, and people in the audience are loving it, as an historical document of a stand-up comedian... Um, uh, uh, in that period, it, it, it's really interesting. It's a really cracking bit of audio. It's double disc, and it's, it's about two hours of it. And I'm halfway through it. What's he like? Is he outrageous? Because oh. he's like the forefather of modern American comedy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. It's, there's, there's no holds barred in right. It's, so it's um, not gags. It's more. Oh no, this is ga- this is gags and little routines. Okay. As he got on later, it was it became as he became more more uh, addicted to heroin. It became him reading out the transcripts of the FBI had against him. Um, but it's no, it's it's some very clever wordplay. 
Um, bandy, I mean, the, the language is, is uncomfortable. Bandy is the t- term faggot around a lot. But not being homophobic um, at all, but, but using that term um, I- in a way that we might say gay or in a way that some people might now say queer. Right. Um, so, so that's it. So it's, it's a historic do- historical document. It's fascinating. The language and the, and he's he's very hip. He's, he's he's very. I was talking to these cats and they were hip to it. And it was you know it's, it's kind of cool. There's a lot of he's Jewish. There's a lot of Jewish, um, uh, Yiddish words kind of thrown in there. So it's really interesting time capsule of someone speaking in a very specific vernacular. Um, but he talks about um, he does a little routine about some guys going to a a, a, a a dancing club and seeing a woman and she's singing a cabaret and seeing a woman and she's singing and then she kind of raises her arms and drops her arms and she's got hair under her arms yeah and so there's a whole routine about um this woman having hair under her arms and how it's so shocking and it's weird but one guy starts getting turned on by it. right and it got me thinking when did women start shaving their arms and their legs because because it it, it it can't be that long ago it must have been the 20th century wrong Go on. The Romans and the Greeks used to do it. Okay, but but then it went out. Exactly. When did it? When did it become a thing? Now, because now it is. If a woman doesn't shave her underarms or her legs, she is considered to be uh, uh, on the fringes of society and is to be pointed well, and looked at. Either she's making a political point, yeah. or she's slovenly. Is the is the inference. is the thing? So so when did it become the norm? When you know when did it become abnormal for women not to shave their arms and legs? and normal for them to do so. Because, you know, because we grow up with it, right, as a thing. And we just say, well, it's, it's always been like that. And you say it happened hundreds of years ago with the Romans and the Greeks. But there must have been a period. And it's, I, I, I would say it's got to be 20th century. If anyone knows, by the way, I don't want to Google it. Uh, uh, if you know 0344-499-1000, late night alternative, if you want to Skype in. I, I would, I would um, hazard a guess that it would be um, the 1920s. Mm. I would say the 1920s, partly because the, the razor technology was at a point there. Skirts got shorter. That it could be done. Skirts got shorter. But then, okay, but then why would that women have to, to shave their legs? Why why did that put about? Now, personally, I find women who shave their legs and their ar- uh, underarms, I find it more attractive. I find that... The, 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 when I see women who've got hairy legs and ha- hairy underarm, I don't find that attractive. But that is probably down to social conditioning, isn't it? It must be down to social conditioning. Otherwise, you know, cavemen wouldn't have wouldn't have got turned on by you know. Here's my theory. Yes, as clothes it. got smaller, yeah, it became more noticeable. But why? But 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 you say more noticeable. I'm trying to get deeper into it. Than that, it became more notable. So what? So why do people go, hmm, that lady's got hairy legs? Well, if you're wearing stockings, you know, the thinner stockings, you can see it through. But but why is seeing it a problem? Who was the person who went, I think women will be more attractive? Because it would, I bet it was a bloke. Mm. I think women would be more attractive if they shaved their legs. Why? Because up until that point, People were still falling in love and fancying each other and having sex and and still getting turned on yeah, by but, each but, other. But, but like private parts, you wouldn't see like that particular part 
your legs, for example, or your arms. You'd see them eventually. Yeah, but you wouldn't see them until you were intimate with somebody. So it wouldn't be... Do you know what I mean? It wouldn't be a, a turn-off. You're already in it. No, but you'd... St- but, you, but, but then, if that were the case, then women would still be... would have still have been encouraged to shave themselves in, for, for sexual encounters with their husbands and boyfriends for, for that moment. Hmm. I bet no one, you know... Women weren't supposed to be enjoying it, though, were they? So they weren't supposed to be thinking too much well, about that's it. A, well, that's a Victorian thing. Yeah. But, but before that, women were enjoying sex. The Edwardians were enjoying sex, weren't they? Mm. I'm sure they were. No, no, no. It can't... No, 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 no. Victorians no. were more pervy than anyone else. Well, possibly. But um, we, 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 we're told that women weren't supposed to be enjoying sex in the Victorian period. I don't know how much of that I actually believe. But um, it can't... It, that What you're then suggesting is that, that women discovering the clitoris and discovering female orgasm is a 20th century phenomenon. talking about it probably talking is. Talking about it might be. What, that, and I, here's the thing. Which women wore makeup? It would be, you know, what quote-unquote loose women back yeah. then. So well, I don't pay, know. Is that, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Is that so the paying case? attention. Right, right. After the Geor- Georgians, high society yeah. would, would yeah. wear makeup. But after that, if you were noticeably wearing makeup, although the Victorians did, Victorians used to paint veins on to look. I, I, I don't buy that thing that women didn't talk about. It, hey, if if I if you touch me here, that feels good. I can't. You, you're saying that that conversation only ever happened from like 1932 onwards. I'm not. Sh- it must have happened before that in the eight, in the 19th century. Women must women must have gone. Hey, listen. If you if you get your if you touch this right that feels good they must have had those conversations no they must have done they must have done it cannot be a 20th it cannot be that we have been on this planet i don't know how long humans have been for but if you okay it cannot be that for the last two thousand years only in the last five percent of that women got pleasure from sex i can't believe that i do not believe that that you 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 know you you know you know um young women must have touched themselves i know but what i'm saying is society said that i don't forget no 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 but but this is the thing which impeded women from talking about it no 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 but forget society because nice women didn't enjoy it no 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 but i I forget society i don't think society education comes from that though doesn't it so what girls are taught about themselves but no but that would have that would have stopped people talking about it for a period of time uh, you know the Victorian thing that the, the Bible and all that would, might have stopped people talking about it for a period of time, but I believe that it would, those conversations would have happened before. There would have been periods in history before the twentieth century, before the Victorian times, when women would have got turned on and would have got horny you know and would have mean. got moist and would have got sexy and would have said to their partners, hey, if you touch this with your finger or you touch this with your tongue, this feels really, really good and I would like you to do that. Well, you know that, you know... Bow so- jobs weren't invented in the 1930s. No, you could see them in Pompeii. But what I'm saying is yep. people used to keep... That was deemed pornography. People used to keep that stuff locked away. Yeah. For their own personal, you know, pleasure. Let me... Do you know what we need? We need a, se- a sex expert. Uh, we do need a sex expert, um, if anybody's listening. Oh, three, four, four. Why is no one calling in? What What, have, what am I doing wrong? I, am I doing something wrong? Am I doing something wrong, guys? It feels like I'm doing something wrong. I'm giving you, uh, I'm giving you gold here. Um, 
344 is the telephone number. You can Skype a late night alternative if you want. Literally no one's phoning in. And I'm, I'm wondering why. Because, um, uh, I don't know why, guys. I don't know why. I'm fine to carry on talking. These are the shows, um, when, uh, th- these are the shows I get paid for. But, um, I, I do wonder what, what, uh, what, what am I doing wrong? Guys, that's the question. Um, 03444991000 is the telephone number. You are listening to The Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. With time to change, one in four of us will fight a mental health problem this year. Having a mate in your corner can make all the difference. Here's what you can do during the news. Go to Google and type in uh, time to change uh, to find out more. And also listen to the show because we've got some guests coming on um, uh, in the next hour or so uh, to talk about time to change and talk about their experience with uh, mental health and with issues relating to the such. And uh, you, of course, are welcome to join in the conversation. Uh, if you want to talk about any of those things, um, I like to think that we're one of those shows where we, you know, it's, uh, we're not, um, uh, what's I trying to say? We're not hung up on those things. People want to phone in and say, do you know what? I'm having a really crappy time at the moment. And today I thought about jumping off a bridge, which is, as I have done recently, you know, thought about it. Uh, you're welcome to call in. 03444991000 is the telephone number. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Talk radio. I see lots of people are, uh, including um, Graham Linehan uh, uh, and John Ronson to a certain extent are backing away from Twitter. Um, we might have a little look at that a bit later on and uh, see where that takes us. In the meantime, I am Ian Lee. This is the late night alternative on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Song calling me down the road. It's where I'll always be. Every stop I make, I make a new friend. Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again. Maybe tomorrow I'll wanna settle down. Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on down this road that never seems to end. When you adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style Maybe tomorrow I'll want to settle down Until tomorrow the whole world is my home Oh 
Welcome to the Time to Change Hour on Talk Radio with me, Ian Lee. You can listen on DAB via the app. Of course, you can listen online on talkradio.co.uk for the next hour or so. We're going to be talking about mental health because it's something that we should talk about. And we do talk about it a lot on this show. You know, we've... um uh, I talk about where it's taken me and uh, where the, the highs and indeed the uh, uh, the lows. Uh, and how we're also going to be talking about how having a mate in your corner can make all the difference. If you hear anything that kind of chimes with you over the next 50 minutes or thereabouts, um, you're more than welcome to pick up the phone and give us a call 0344 499 uh, 1000. Um, maybe it's something that's happened to you. Maybe it's a partner. Here's an interesting thing, guys. Here's an interesting thing. And rightfully so, a lot of the focus is on the person suffering with depression or anxiety or whatever it is, right? Whatever it is that's affecting them. And that's right. And it's great that in the last couple of years, there's been a real shift where it's... um, been easier for people to say, do you know what? <laughs> hey, I felt like killing myself this weekend. And, you know, it, it, and I'm, I'm kind of saying, throwing that out there as an extreme, but, you know, people can say, I, I feel crap, I can't get out of bed. But not much attention is given to, um, uh, I don't think necessarily, the partner of that person or their, their close friends. And quite often it's their partner, their wife or their husband or their boyfriend or girlfriend or best friend that is... Um, is uh, a, 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 an important support. So 0344 499 1000, as, as you've been hearing me reading and talking about time to change all week, I thought it'd be interesting if we found out a little bit more about time to change. So I'm thrilled we're joined by Joe Lochran, who's Director of Operations at Time to Change. Hey, Joe, how are you doing? I'm doing really well, thank you very much. How are you tonight? I'm, I'm good, thank you very much. Now, listen, two questions. First of all, Director of Operations. That's a very mm. fancy swish title. What does it mean? <laughs> Okay, so basically myself and my co-director, Sue Baker, we sort of look after the Time to Change programme, which has a number of different elements. But ultimately, um, we're looking to change the way everybody thinks and feels um, about mental health. And we've been running for about 10 years. We've just had our anniversary, in fact. Hey, congratulations. So did, did, sorry, who was the, you said you and who who was the other person? Uh, Yeah, so it's myself and Sue Baker. Sue. And did you both start it together then 10 years ago? Well, um, the programme started actually with um, Mind and Rethink Mental Illness, the two um, charities. So Times Change is a campaign that's run by both of them, that is funded by Comic Relief, Department of Health and Big Lottery Fund. Um, And yeah, so so it's been uh, part of my role for the last 10 years and Sue um, as a substantive director for, um, for those 10 years too. So we're pretty experienced about this stuff. Um, good. Well, in that case, I'm going to, we're going to, we're going to get to the meat of this. Um, and so what is your background then, Joe? What What is your background in dealing, in working within mental health? Yeah, okay. So, um, I worked in the sort of commercial sector for a long time, did a, a psychology degree, and then really wanted to just find a way in order to kind of use that um, degree. And I started working at Rethink Mental Illness about 14 years ago. Yep. Um, and really part of my remit's always been children and young people and uh, looking at the ways in which we can think differently about mental health, how we can support ourselves and those around us. 
Um, and so for the, and so for the last ten years, I've been working predominantly on Time to Change as a campaign. And so, what is Time to Change? Well, we're, we're so we, we are thrilled and honoured that you've decided. I'm, I'm I'm hoping you listened to this show before you you chose us because you may be listening to tonight going, "We want our money back." But we're so th- <laughs> no, we genuinely we're thrilled because we t- it's, it's something that we talk about a lot on here because I you know I'm, mm. I've talked about feeling suicidal and um you mm. know and my kind of the, the ups and downs with the whole thing. Um, so, but what is Time to Change for, for those people who? Who haven't googled it as we've been asking what is it and yeah. what's the, the kind of the plan behind it well the plan behind it is that we know that people talk to us about stigma and discrimination on the grounds of mental illness being one of the things that that almost feels worse than the symptoms of mental health problems themselves yeah. so it really really impacts on uh, staying in a job it's impacted by your friends and your family um you know it's impacted by your community so the whole idea of Times Change is it takes um, all of those elements and it really tries to address them. So we've got a, a massive employer um, program. We get lots of employers to think about how they might support staff within um, work settings. We've got about 700 um, employers who've signed our Time to Change pledge. We work in secondary schools with 14, uh, 11 years upwards. Uh, again, thinking about them, getting them to think about their own mental health, but most importantly, how they might change their attitude to the to the positive. We also do lots of work out in the community. So we've got uh, a number of community, what we call community hubs. So that's health and wellbeing boards, um, uh, the community sector, local authorities, all coming together to try and think about how in a local level, they might be able to, again, address mental health stigma and discrimination. So every year we do a, a national burst of activity, which we're in the midst of at the moment. Yep. And for the next five years, as you've been um, indicating, we're going to be concentrating on really trying to address uh, and get on the radar mental health for, for men, uh, because we know that men are, are less it's less on their radar, they're less likely to talk about it, and they're certainly less likely to seek help. So our next five years is really targeting them. Because, I, I mean, it's, uh, I, I can never quite remember the statistics, but suicide is, is uh, a huge... It's the biggest killer of men between a certain age. I can never remember what those certain ages are. Yeah, under 45, yeah. you're absolutely right. And, it's incredible. And a lot of- yeah, it is incredible. And a lot of that will come from the fact that men, culturally, men feel they can't talk about it. Yeah. So one of the things we did a, a piece of research and, and whilst a high proportion, 86% of the men that we spoke to said they'd be comfortable supporting a friend who had a mental health problem. Yeah. There are, that means there are still 6 million men for whom that's not a comfortable thing to do. And, and, and they all sorts of reasons, you know, they wouldn't know how to help and support them, feel like they need to be an expert, they worry about saying the wrong thing. So this next five years, our, our programme called In Your Corner, that's our campaign name, yeah. is, is really looking to address some of those barriers to get mental health on everybody's radar, including men. It's... it's um so many thoughts firing off in my brain. I need to make, write down a couple of notes. Um, it is a tough thing to do because for me even as someone who suffers from depression and anxiety and all of that stuff quite often someone will say to me what can i do to help 
And I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I want to be left alone. Sometimes I wouldn't mind a hug. Sometimes I, I want to be told to, you know, I want to be dragged out for a cup of coffee and a slice of cake. You know, I, mm. I don't know. And so it is difficult, isn't it, for friends? And I mentioned partners because I think that wives and husbands and partners, they, mm. they struggle a lot because they're seeing the person that they are most in love with suffering and they don't know what to do to help yeah. that person suffer a little bit less it's a t- and it's the same for friends and everything it's a tough one isn't it it really really is and i think your point about loved ones is a, is a really pertinent one myself my husband is the most amazingly supportive uh, man that i that i know um and that is incredibly important to me and and talking to the to the point about you know so oftentimes we get asked don't we you know we'll say how you doing how you feeling you're all right mm. you've already answered the question before uh, you haven't really waited to, to find out what, how well somebody is. But, you know, it's the little things. That's what we found when we spoke to people. It's things like getting a text, a phone call, um, doing the ordinary things that you would normally do yeah. with your mate. You know, that everyday being yourself, but with no judgment. And I think the other really important thing is is don't wait to let have somebody tell you what they want. Why don't you kind of like step in first? And I think that's one of the things that we're really trying to get across to really. Don't, so, don't, don't wait to take the lead. You've mentioned one of my bugbears, and I, and I, and I, I, I hate it when people say, how are you doing? And the, the, yeah. answer, the answer to that question is, yeah, I'm fine. You all right? That's it. That's the answer. And sometimes I, I'm a little bit naughty. And on the show, if people phone up and say, all right, Ian, how's it going? Sometimes I'll tell them. <laughs> sometimes yeah. I'll be brutally honest and say, well, do you know what? It's really going really, really badly today. And I feel like, and there's, there's, there's kind of, my listeners know to sometimes expect that because I'm a little bit naughty. But um, there is a shock because when we ask the question, how are you? Mm. We're not really. We're not really asking the question. How we don't want the answer. We just want them to nod and go. Yeah, I'm fine. That's, um, it, and it's a strange thing. Um, it, and the thing that I just thought of earlier on as well. And you, you, the, 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 uh, things are generally, I think, getting better in terms of mental health. In that the, there are some brilliant books out there, and um, it's certainly a lot more open. And if you go on Twitter, and and, and it's being talked about a lot more, which is great. And I mm. see men talking about it a lot more, which is great. But. There is another side to it. This horrible word, snowflake, snowflake, and if it, it, it can it can be hurled at people if they show any. I nearly said the word weakness, and I don't mean mm-hmm. weakness, but you know what I mean. If they show any kind of chink in their armour in terms of emotional vulnerability, I'll oh, pull yourself together, snowflake. And it's I think it's such a horrendous word that gets thrown around. That, that can be so damaging to people. Yeah, and you know what? It's one of those things, isn't it? It's like when we, when we talk in derogatory terms about people, when they do feel brave enough to open up, it can really impact on people's lives. We did a piece of research a few years ago where we asked people about, you know, so what are the impacts for you? And, and 27% of the people that we spoke to said the impact of stigma yeah. has made them want to give up on life. Yeah, now, yeah. That's not just about suicide, but of course, as you quite rightly say, there's a high rate of suicide for men, three times more likely, by the way, than for women. Um, but but 27% of people not reaching their potential. So for young people, not carrying on at school, not going to university yeah. or college. Giving you know, up, giving up. Giving up, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And it's, and it's pretty shocking. And sometimes we get into the, the conversation of, of being the kind of thought and uh, language police, don't we? Because yeah. we sort of say, oh, we can't say all of this anymore. But actually sometimes it's about thinking about, are you using words as a, as a weapon? 
and and just needing to be a wee bit more sensitive about that and trying to think about well what what does that what might that make somebody else feel even if I'm being a bit you know um, flippant about about a subject. I'm I'm keen not to dwell too much on the negative. I want to get onto the positive. But what one question you 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 just gave a statistic there that I, I was unaware of, and I was I've been keen to know for a while that it's, men are three likely three times more likely to kill yeah. themselves than women. Why is that? Well, I mean, I think there's a couple of things. One, um, men often get to the stage where they're feeling that there is no other option. In other words, they're not seeking help in a timely manner. Yeah. Secondly, men tend to take um, quite um, extreme measures, so um, shooting, hanging are quite common. Um, And, of course, there really is no coming back from that. So there tends to be more completed, uh, which is a terrible word, but completed suicides for Mm. men than for women. Um, listen, we're going to, Joe, stay there. We're going to come back in a second. Uh, I've got to pay the rent. We're going to speak to someone who's, who's kind of, um, has been through the ringer, guys. Um, if you want to join him, we're, we're not, don't worry. We're not going to dwell on the, on the dark side too much. This, the whole point of this is to kind of help, um, you possibly see some positives and, um, well, time to change. Change the way that you think about things. So, so don't worry. You know, I'm always keen to look on the on the the, br- the brighter side of mental health, guys. Uh, this is the late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio with Time to Change. If you want to join in, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Time to change hour on Talk Radio. Search Time to Change. Whispering lunar incantations for cross parents, um, cross dressers. Yeah. Did you know this about me? And cross rail workers. Steel and polycarbonate. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. I've, I've got a very poor internet connection. On talk radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you want to join in with the conversation, um, we are talking to Joe Lockran, who's director of operations at Time to Change, um, and also we've got um, Matthew on the line. Evening, Matthew. Evening, Ian. How you Evening, doing, mate? You're right. I'm very well, thank you. Are you? Yeah. I'm. I'm. Do you know what? I'm all right today. I'm all right. I'm trying to lose weight, Matthew. I'm trying to lose. I'm, oh, here's the old. thing. I'm on because uh, I've always been a very slender gentleman, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm on these antidepressants, metazapine, and uh, you know, uh, they boy, they give me the weirdest dreams. And also, they they make me put on a <laughs> lot of weight, man. I've put on so much weight, and I've gone up th- uh, three inches around the waist. Can you imagine it? I know. You know what? I think uh, the same happened to me. But uh, I read the. Um side effects and they didn't yeah. mention putting weight on but i'm pretty certain they did yeah oh, my, my my doctor was great my doctor's brilliant and he said uh, listen we, we eventually get you know it's that thing where you we, you, you go and, and i've got no qualms listen guys antidepressants aren't for everybody and so some people you know there are uh, use other different things for me it was part of the uh, toolbox of tools that i use and it saved my life um but my, yeah, my guy was great and he said look you, you, you're gonna put on weight <laughs> he said there's no two ways about it you're gonna and can we uh, uh, how honest are we going to get in this conversation matthew well i'll be honest as you like <laughs> have you got have you got shy about it are there no holds barred in what i can say because i'm going to say something right that is, this wasn't this was this was not told to me as a side effect right and i saw a comedian <laughs> right. do you know where i'm going i saw uh, a, i can guess but go I, on. I saw a comedian an american comedian a guy called dave foley 
um, a can- Canadian, sorry, and he was doing a stand-up routine, and he said, I'm on antidepressants, and do you, do you know what? I'll rephrase it slightly. He said, do you know what? I can't ejaculate. And man alive, <laughs> as soon as he said it, I went, oh, my God, that's what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> as one of my listeners said, it's like you're running a marathon, and they keep moving the finishing yeah. line. See, so taking them does have its advantages. <laughs> but I get bored after two hours, Matthew. I'm like, come <laughs> on! Um, it is... uh, don't, be, don't be so selfish, Ian. <laughs> don't be so selfish. Here's the thing. There are loads of side effects. Uh, some of them, you know, <laughs> good. Some of them not so good. Matthew, tell me tell me your story. Tell me, what, what, what happened to you? Well, I um, first suffered with depression. Um, it was 2006, so I was in my early 30s. Yeah. And I'd never had any indication that anything like that would happen to me. Um, I'd just got married, and then a, a few weeks after my, I got married, we found out that my wife, now my ex-wife, was, was pregnant. And then a week later, on New Year's Day, she uh, well, sadly had a miscarriage. Oh, and man alive. I was never... I didn't... Looking back, I mean, I didn't really grieve it or... Yeah. I, I, and and I, won't, I wouldn't say that was, you know, it was that and then that caught but I just wasn't right. I, I just wasn't right after that, really. And I just went on a gradual downhill and I started struggling at work and... When you say, when you say, you, you, because there'll be people listening who who might kind of get this, because I don't remember when mine, I don't remember how mine started, but when mm. you say you didn't feel right, what what, what was slightly different at the start? Well, initially, and it's funny looking back, because obviously over the years since I first had it, I've become much more self-aware of maybe early warning signs yeah. that I didn't have then. And I'd say that the it, it, it was... I just wasn't really looking forward to things, enjoying things. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say that I felt down or miserable. And again, which struck, struck me strange, given the, the miscarriage and everything. Mm. I don't know, I just... I'm looking forward to things, yeah. and and then I, I started losing confidence and motivation at work, and I started struggling, and it just it snowballed pretty quickly from around May time, and I mean, I really, really struggled for a few months, and then in August, I had a total breakdown at work, and I was off work for five months, wow. and I was in a real, real bad way, Um and then I, I, I was able, able to recover. I saw a psychologist. I was taking antidepressants. Well, I'm going to say, um, if you don't, and again, I don't want to, I don't want to dwell too much on the darkness, you know, because I don't, I do want people yeah. to listen to this and go, oh, hang on a minute, there is, I'm, you know, I'm feeling oh, that, yeah, or I've, I, my friend's feeling that. There might be a chance for me as well. But I do think it's, it, it's interesting. Um, you, you say you, t- you, you had five months off work. That's a heck of a long time. To not be at work. Yeah. What, what, what was what was um, your boss like? Well, I was I was very fortunate. So I had two bouts, and in both cases uh, with different companies, and in both cases my bosses were fantastic. Wow, I mean, really, really well. I was very lucky in that regard. The yeah. first boss was his uh, a member of his family had suffered with uh, a mental health problem, so he understood and and. I'll never forget, my, I had this breakdown. It was at Alton Towers. It was like a staff conference. Oh, and God. Have you, have you had a there. breakdown at Alton Towers? And yeah, it was in a conference room. It wasn't oh, a okay. Anything, but so, <laughs> you went on the log flume or something. 
still wasn't my finest hour. But anyway, I mean, and I, I live up in the northeast, and and my, my my boss at the time he he drove me all the way back home. Oh, good for him! Journey, and then drove back himself. Oh, good for him! Um, That's brilliant. And he was he was amazing. He, and and uh, so yeah, I, I was very fortunate. Uh, fortunately, I know not everyone is, but one of the things that stopped me getting help and taking time off work when I. I should have been off before I was, but it was because I was scared that it'd go on my work record, that I wouldn't get another job because they'd want to see my sickness record. So it really stopped me from... I should have been off a few months before, really. I mean, I really, really was struggling. Um, but yeah, and it's it's selling five months off work. I mean, you know, people wish I could have five months off work, but it was... It was awful. It's that not being able. What to. was it? In- what was it for you? When when I um and I've been I, I've I've not been that bad for a while. But um, for me, I'm just lying in bed and I just can't move. The duvet feels yeah, like it's yeah, made yeah. of lead. And I've I've had it. The last time I had it really bad. My my two little boys would come in and I'd just be in. I'd just be in tears yeah. seeing them. And I'd say, boys, please go downstairs. I can't talk to you now. And yeah, um, yeah. what? So what was what was it for you? What was what was the day like for you? Endless. Endless, You know, it's... Just nothing gives you any sort of pleasure. Also, it... it, it, Yeah, just dragging, dragging. And so then I'd be just kind of waiting for the night so I could go to sleep. But then I couldn't sleep. And the nights are even longer. And, oh, it was just... Just awful, and people saying, "Oh, we'll do something to take your mind off it," but nothing ever would. Nothing, no, nothing, nothing would. Nothing uh, could. Uh, do, do you know what? This is brilliant hearing you say this. Um, not brilliant. You went through it, brother. Of course, <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> but because I get, I, you're, t- you're describing me. You, I couldn't focus on a book. I couldn't focus yeah, on it. If yeah, I could yeah. get out of bed, I couldn't focus on a television program. I yeah, couldn't focus on yeah. a thirty-second advert because yeah. I just there's 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 nothing was grabbing me. No, and that and that was the thing for me. It was like my ability to smile, laugh, to enjoy anything was gone. Yeah. It, it was, it was gone. It's not you know, and and every single thing, the things that I knew did give me pleasure when I was well. So you know, listening to music, reading, like you said, going for walks, whatever. Um, everything just seemed pointless because it. it, it you, I knew that nothing was going to change. That I was never going to feel better. That nothing could give me enjoyment. So. It kind of feeds itself, I suppose. Isn't it funny? The, the word... You, it's not funny at all, but isn't it funny? The the word pointless. That's it. That, for me, sums it up. Everything's pointless. Everything's pointless. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Matthew, listen, stay there. I've got to do some adverts. Joe, we'll, we'll come back okay. to you as well in a second. I'm, I'm, we're going to... After the adverts, uh, we'll find out what, what the upward curve, how the upward curve... Um, big, uh, began. We've also got Mr. Albus. We've got Julie on the line as well. We'll speak to them in a little bit. You're listening to The Late Night Alternative. Slightly different this evening. And I, I, w- w- Midnight, we'll carry on with the nonsense. So don't you worry about that. But um, you are listening to The Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. And with time to change. One in four of us will fight a mental health problem this year, and having a mate in your corner can make all the difference. We'll find out how in a bit. Search Time to Change to find out more. Time to Change Hour on Talk Radio. Search Time to Change. A star-crossed soapbox for sailor boys, stable girls... And stripper grands. It depends who you with and it depends on the situation. Late Night Speech Radio with a difference. Thank you. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Uh, we got uh, Joe Lockland, Director of Operations at Times. Are you all right just to hang on, Joe? 
Yeah. You're right, Sticker. If you want to chip in at any moment, then feel free to. Um, and we're oh. talking to, uh, to to Matthew. Okay, so Matthew. Yeah. So th- this this what, what was the shift? What was what was the the, the thing where it the, the first step you took, either literally or metaphorically, that was towards the light? Um, it, there's a num- number of things. It's one of those things where you see it more in hindsight, where, yeah. you know, there wasn't a sudden epiphany where, oh, great, everything's better now. It was, I know that, that, that things that things got better and changed, but I think there's a number of things that led to that. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd, the, the first step was uh, going to the doctor, um, but then what made you good. go to the doctor? Because that's a, that's a huge thing anyway in itself. Yeah, it was, it was, um, it was actually, I, I spoke to my mum, I remember, um, <laughs> of course you I did. just said to her, I'm, I'm really struggling and, and they'd known I wasn't myself. I mean, I'm not someone that can hide and act. I mean, some people, you know, you never know with me. I'm, it's just very, very apparent. I'm not myself. And, yeah. um, yeah, and and they, you know, people had known there was, and and she was the first person she said to me, "You're clinically depressed. Go to see a doctor." And, wow, and your mum's clued up, isn't she? Uh, and I'd never, I don't know, I, I, I didn't know what was happening to me. I, I, I just didn't know, and so I went to the doctor, and I was given tabs, but I was very scared of taking them, so I didn't at that time. Yeah. Um, I got to the point where I had this breakdown at work and, and I found out through chance that a friend of mine had gone through something similar a few months before. Right. So that night after my boss had drove me home, he came round and talked to me. And, and so the fact that he'd been there and got through it, that was a, again, that it's like, it's like planting little seeds, I suppose, yeah. that you can get through it. And then... Um, I, I saw a psychologist. Um, I went through the doctor. I was referred for counselling, but uh, uh, I mean, this was 2006 and on the NHS. I mean, it was months and months to wait. And saying all this time was off work, so I paid privately. I was in a position to do that, fortunately, and yep. um, it was very expensive. But I saw a psychologist, and that really helped me. But the actual turning point was um, we got a holiday booked to the. To, to the United States, I have a family over there, and it was around my first wedding anniversary. Um, and I remember I'd, I was convinced I'd been ill for so long that that was it, that I wasn't going to get better. And it'd been such a hard year for my, again, my ex-wife. Um, and I remember just wanting to her to enjoy the holiday, and I just thought, whatever happens after the holiday, I'm done. But just pretend as best I can so that she can enjoy a holiday. Yeah. And when I was over there, things just started changing. I, I, I just started having moments where I felt like me again. Um, yeah, and I got back, and then I was scared that maybe it was all just because I was away, but I don't know, I turned the corner, really. And It's funny, that, isn't it? it? Because it, it is, you, you can't, when you try and look back and go, well, well hang on, what was it? Where was it? Where was it? You, you can't, it's like lots of little things yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. coming together, and suddenly you go, right, oh, yeah. do you know what? Or suddenly you go, suddenly I would go, oh, do you know what? I felt all right for an hour this morning. I feel yeah. crappy mm-hmm. again now, but I've had, I've had two hours where I've actually gone out and walked the dog and done stuff and felt okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's good. That means it might come back again. 
Mm, and yeah. isn't that really important as well? I just think sometimes when we talk about mental health, we we have this sort of myth that you can't recover from it once you've got it. Yeah, yes, yeah. And we know that we know that you can. And and I was really struck as well, Matthew, when you were talking about kind of seeing and hearing other people's experience. And yeah, at times, at, at times change. And you're one of our amazing champions. You know, we've got champions, people who've had personal experience, who we train up and support to kind of challenge stigma and discrimination in their everyday lives to do media volunteering for us or to come to parliament with us or to do whatever and and that i think is probably one of the most powerful things within the movement of of time to change that that we've seen that people are willing to share their stories as examples of here i was when i was at my worst Mm. actually here i am now and that just opens up the conversation and as you say you sometimes sort of say to people oh well oh, I didn't know you had gone through that. And as soon as you say, I'm struggling, it, it sometimes opens up the conversation for others to say, actually, so am I. Yeah. And it's that cultural change we need to make, isn't it, around you know, a societal yeah. change that makes it acceptable to talk about mental health like you would your, your physical health. You know, We'd yeah. have no problems whatsoever saying, actually, do you know what? My broken leg is a real, it's a real inconvenience. It's stopping me from doing all the things that I really love. We don't feel that we can kind of say that about our mental health. And it would be brilliant if we could get to a stage where, you know, that was possible. Yeah, I think, can I just say as well, I mean, I think something really important from that, I mean, that other people's stories, I mean, absolutely, that was, because you can read the kind of the, the medically type books about what it is and everything, but it's that human connection that you can relate yeah. to somebody. And through the, I mean, the fortunate position now I've been in with, with, like you said, being a champion for time to change, people contact me and it just makes me feel really, well, happy that you can offer some sort of hope to someone that's in that place because oh, being there, there's, you don't want anyone to experience that. There is there is something in um, being selfless to a certain extent that, that kind of helps your own self-esteem, doesn't it? By helping others, yeah, it kind oh, of yeah, makes yeah, you definitely. feel a little bit more... I tell you what, I, one of the things I did was... Um, I went on Amazon when I was in bed and ordered, and le- there are loads of books out there now. I mean, Matt Haig is one, but yeah. there's loads of books, yes. and I can't remember. And there's one about um, this woman that grew a lemon tree. Uh, I can't think what it's called. Oh, yeah. There's loads Underneath of Underneath bo- the lemon tree. That's it. And there's loads of these books about people, um, some in, you know, kind of high-powered jobs, some in, you know, you c- inverted commas, normal jobs, and they've written these wonderful accounts about how their life was, in inverted commas, normal, and then suddenly mm. they, they got hit by it. And it could be yeah. because, you know, something happened, they got divorced or someone died, or it could be it just came on them one day, you mm. know. And then they write about their... Rec- and so I bought loads of these books and when i felt well enough i'd start reading these books as and they they were quite inspirational some of them didn't click Mm. with me but some of them matthew some of them were really spot on i thought oh i can identify with them well i've just wrote one have you read one (laughs) oh give it a plug give it a plug matthew this is brilliant what is it uh well it's self-published on on amazon it's called something change but you mentioned divorce that's something i write about as well because it was something that just helped me a lot right i didn't realize i could write and just expressing it helped me a lot and it helped me to understand it put a bit of distance between myself and the situation and anyway it's out in paperback soon uh, well, hang on, hang on a minute. Right, let, for, let, well, in that case, because I, I, let's let's give let's give this the full plug it deserves. So it's, it's, it's under the, the rank. So Matthew William Matthew Williams is the name. What's, yeah. the, what's the book called? I'm going to have a look. Uh, something changed, and then it's subtitled "Stumbling Through 
divorce, dating, and depression. There it is. Very, I've, very I've jo- seen it. Jolly little read. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but one of the things, one of the things that, and, and going to, to, to what Joe said about yep. again other people's stories and us not wanting to dwell on the dark side of it. I mean, one of the things that I really want, I mean, in my own little way, to get across is and to people is that it's taught me that. And, and particularly, I mean, I was at this time to change celebration um, at um, at Whitehall on Monday, yeah. and, and I pinched myself how the the very very worst experiences I could ever imagine going through have led directly to some of the very best. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't change it. I've learned so much about myself. It, it helps you to connect more with other people, and. It, it really does. It, it can improve your life for the better. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you, you, you come out the other side of it. You've got a, you've got a skill set that, uh, and, and also, I don't know if, if you're like me, uh, and you kind of hinted at it earlier on. Um, I, I know what the signs are now. I know I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, if th- th- certain little things happen, or I find myself acting in certain little ways. I, I, I'm well enough to sit back and go, oh. Something's coming on here, yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm more in tune with my body and my soul, man. But it's true. Yeah. It's true. I am. I, and that's I think great. Thing with, you... Sorry. Go on. You two are too oh, polite. Sorry, you two are too polite. Just stuck someone steam in there. Go on. Well, Roger, I was just you there, was a, there was a story, I don't know whether any of you saw it, went viral about a woman who had um, basically sent an email to her team saying, Today, I'm not doing so good, so I'm going to take a couple of days off to look after my mental health because I know, like yep. you were saying, you were, you know you know enough about it to be on the cusp of something. Yeah. And she published the result from her boss who basically said, I want to thank you for, one, oh, yes. public, you know, doing this, this letter publicly to your team and demonstrating through your leadership that it's okay that we, one, talk about our mental health and, two, that we actually proactively look after our mental health particularly when you've gone through it you know what your triggers are and and sometimes taking those two days off means that you might not get to the stage where you need to take two weeks two months you know five months whatever and you can just nip it in the bud and that's yeah create a kind of attitude and 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 a culture in society where it's okay to do that then Ultimately, you know, from a, from a just from a work point of view, the productivity, the bottom line, all of those things that are really important to employers um, mean that you know that that we can kind of have that open and honest conversation, and it be all right. Um, Matthew, I'm but, guessing you're pretty clued in as, as as well in terms of being open with your mates as, and, and and chatting to them yeah. about stuff. Yeah, I mean, just one thing I want to pick up on what something Joe said there, because yeah. I do think that's really significant, and, and I'm very fortunate to have a boss where I can do that, where I can, can say, you know, look, I, I just need a day or two just to get my head straight, to get away from things. And he's been very understanding about that, but I think one of the things, even now, I mean, I'm very open about it and everything, but it's still difficult, I find, mm. when you're in the midst of it, yeah. To say this is how I'm feeling, and so yeah. it is really important for employers to, and I think that's why when that to that example of the boss praising someone for yeah. having done that, I think yeah. that's a really significant thing. But it's really the thing about friends and family, and when you say about the self awareness and and knowing those signs. Yeah. Initially, as it was, it was actually friends and family that noticed before I did, yeah. um, and. Because I was ill a second time. After the first time, I didn't think it that could ever happen to me again. I'd beaten it. And, and it crept up on me the second time. And other people saw, but I was like, no, no, I'm all right. I'm all right. 
Whereas now I'm, like you said, Ian, I'm much more self-aware now yeah. of those little things. Actually, they might just be little things, but you know that you you don't, you take steps to make sure it doesn't become a big thing, basically. Can I ask you a question, uh, Matt? Um, do, do you ever worry that you talk too much about it? I'll tell you why, because I have had, got, had people in my life who've kind of said, oh, we should stop talking about that. <laughs> I, 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 partly because, you know, because I'm on the radio and, you know, I, I, I wish you'd start. I just, I, you, you're embarrassing yourself talking. Do you ever, do you ever feel, that? I, I don't believe I am embarrassing myself, but do you ever feel maybe you've said too I, much? I, I'm conscious sometimes. You know, like uh, Uncle Albert and only fools and authors. You know, like, <laughs> when I was depressed, I, I, yeah, I do think that sometimes, and I've been conscious when I've written about it. I don't, you know, I don't just want to say the same old things. I, 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 it, it, it's you're trying to say something different. I wouldn't just write something for the sake of writing it. I just, I don't want to mire myself in in the headspace of having been depressed. Yeah. But for me, in terms of as a champion, an advocate, whatever you want to call it, then then whenever I do think, am I going on about it too much? I just think no, because I know how mm. much difference it makes to people and the people that contact me, you know, who will, and, you know, I've had it just today, someone saying, you know, thank you so much, you know, I don't even know you and you've just said this, told me exactly how I feel and mm. given me some mm. hope and, and so, so yeah, some people do get sick of it. It's the people that it makes a difference to that kind of matter, really. Right, listen, you, you know what? go on, Joe, quickly, because then I'll do some adverts, yeah. and then we've, we've got yeah. a couple of calls that want to chat about okay. this as well. I just wanted to say, you know, how important brotherhood is to, to men. When we did our research, they were so keen to be there in their mate's corner, and I'm really struck, Matthew, by what you were saying about friends, family, noticing it first. Because they know mm. you really, really well. And then it's so good that they stepped in, and that's what we want to make sure that men are doing. Yeah. Step in for your mate when you think something's up. Mm. Right, Joe, Matthew, stay there. We're going to take a quick break. And then we've got Mr. Olbus, and uh, we have Julie, uh, 03444991000. We'll, we'll, take this up to about, we'll take this up to midnight, and then we'll, we'll carry on with the craziness, guys, uh, after, after midnight. This is The Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee on Talk Radio, and with Time to Change. Time to change hour on Talk Radio. Search time to change. Closing time conversation for tax inspectors, taxi drivers, and taxidermists. Great big talk for the wee small hours. You've been trolling me big time, mate. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Craziness continues after midnight. Uh, until then, we're joined by Joe Lockran, director of operations at Times Change. We've got Matthew Williams, and we've got Michael's called in. Evening, Michael. Hi, hi, Ian. Hey, man, what you got for us? Yeah, um, I'm just really pleased that you you know you're touching on this subject because um, I've been suffering from depression, anxiety, and post traumatic stress disorder since last summer, really. Um, I had an accident at work, and uh, I lost two fingers. Oh, man, life! Yeah, on my right hand, and one of my um, other fingers is now in a permanent L shape. Um, So it's, you know, it's been... It's a knock-on effect from a situation. Yeah, I bet that... I'm I'm guessing you're right-handed as well. Um, Yeah, yeah. That must have been... um, 
gosh, I can't even begin to imagine what that must have been like. So what? So what happened after that then? Well, I, ironically, during the like the weeks following it, I was in good spirits. You know, I was just trying to cope with it as well as I can. Yeah. Um, the great thing was that um, the, when I was in hospital, the nurses were coming to me saying, "Do you want to be referred to see?" Uh, somebody for, you know, psychological therapy. Yeah. And luckily I was smart enough to say yes. Because in the back of my head I was thinking, well, what the hell am I going to do now? Because I, I, it's one of those things that you don't expect to happen to you. Were you able to work with those with the injuries? I'm still off work. Right, OK. Will Will you be able to, to do, go back and do the same job you did? Um... I don't particularly want to go back. No, I, no, I, 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 I can't get that. So I was, as, as those words were leaving my mouth, I thought, that's a dumb question. <laughs> well, no, no. Everybody asked me that, to be quite honest with you, Ian. Yeah. Um, because um, I have considered it. But for my own mental health, mm. would I be able to cope with it? Because part of the issue with the depression and the PTSD is you get flashbacks. Yeah. yeah. And the flashbacks aren't necessarily what actually happened, because I didn't see what happened. I always saw the aftermath, if right. you like. Yeah, of course. So all the images in my head are of what what it could have looked like. And it's, it's, it's terrible. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's people like Time to Change that, you know, it, it's, it's refreshing to hear stories, mm-hmm. because... You've already touched on that already, that when people ask you, how are you? Well, your natural instinct is to say, I'm okay. <laughs> when inside, you're just thinking, I just want to go home. I just want to crawl into bed and just stay there. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's a weird quirk of our language and our society that that's, that's this, everyone's got doing this play-acting thing. You know, you, you're, you're inside, you're screaming, I want to I want to kill myself today. And outside, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I'm fine, thanks. You're doing all right? Yeah, good. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, where yeah, are you now then, Michael, in terms of, uh, you know, your head and, and your soul and and everything what's what's going on for you now well um it got to about a year roughly to the day and i was finding myself running up to the the, the specific day um really nervous really anxious but very low and then it was the week after and i, I was continuing to feel bad mm. and i just suddenly was sat down on my bed i, I avoided people i, I just I was still talking to people, but I was just, in the back of my head, I was like, I just go away. Just leave me alone. And I sat on my bed and I thought to myself, I literally can't do this anymore. Yeah. I need to snap out of this. And um, what I started to do then was look into volunteer work. I would start to think about what what can get me out of bed mm. at a, a, a reasonable time, like I used to for work. So I just thought, right, I'll go to the gym. I'll do some cardio work and um, just see where I can go from the. Yeah. Um, I used to play rugby until this happened, and mm. one of the things I actually did was um, play a game of rugby. Shut up, man. How did that go? Um, terrible. 
unbe- unbelievably, I tried to tackle somebody by grabbing someone's shirt with this hand, and oh, um, they went out to score a try. But it, I, 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 it's you took part. Oh, I did. Yeah. Um, one of the things I think that affects people when you you have an accident is a lot of people tell you, "Well, you can't do this anymore," or "You might not be able to do this anymore." Mm. But I've just I've just got had that will to go well you're wrong and i'm going to show you oh good for you good for you man um but i mean it's 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 difficult to describe as you were saying you know you don't know why it comes on for some people and for some people you do Mm. and everybody reacts in different ways to it i mean i'm i've been honest and open about my feelings and what I've been going through um, with everybody. Because if I just shut everything away, everybody's just going to think, well, what's wrong with him? Mm. But if you're more open and honest about what you're going through, what you're feeling, then it's not only, you know, making you feel a little bit better and be able to trust that person, but it helps them understand a little bit more because sometimes I mean you hear people on the TV saying oh you need to man up and this that and the other but they don't know because they've not been through it oh Michael any time I see the phrase on Twitter you see it a lot man up any time I see that I instantly dismiss that that person as not having a clue as what's going on hey Michael listen we've got we're we're coming up to to the end of this hour I I really appreciate your call man keep in touch on you and let us know how things go will do thanks Ian nice one man thank you very much indeed um, Mr. Albus and, and Julie, stay there. We'll, we'll, we'll come to you. Um, uh, we'll, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm messing up the phone system here. Oh, no, I've just hung up on Joe. Can you get her back very, very quickly? Sorry, I'm, I'm mis- messing up the phones. Uh, Mr. Albus and Julie, we'll come back to you in uh, uh, after midnight, if that's OK. We'll carry on with the craziness as well. Um, Matthew, give, give the book another plug, mate. Go on. What, what's it called? It's called Something Changed. Something uh, Changed. Stumbling Through Divorce, Dating and Depression. There we go. We've got Joe back. Sorry, Joe. I, I was trying to be clever with the phones, and instead I just booted you off. How rude! I'm not going to take it personally, Good. I promise. Joe, we've got about 50 seconds left, uh, and yeah. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, if yeah. people want to find out more about Time to Change, or if they want to get yeah. involved, where, where yeah. do they go? To, uh, go to the Time to Change website, time-to-change.org.uk. Loads of tips loads of information loads of ways in which you can start a conversation or be in your mate's corner brilliant all right well listen we're gonna be talking about this over the next few weeks and i'm I'm so glad that we're we're kind of working together on this joe it's a real pleasure to talk to you thank you very much and you take matthew keep in touch buddy i hope everything's all right and we'll speak again soon man thank you ian much appreciated thank you take care there we go what delightful people mr albus and julie stay there we'll come to you after midnight after midnight do you remember that time we tried to um count up to 40 together and we couldn't do it i'm feeling confident i'm feeling cocky right can we try after midnight to do the alphabet together that will be easier won't it I think it will be. 03444991000. This is the late night alternative on Talk Radio with Time to Change. Talk Radio. Right, we've got loads of calls lined up, but I want to do a thing. Well, I want us to do the alphabet. I'll, ex- I'll explain it afterwards. 03444991000. You can Skype late night alternative. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. 
across the UK, online and on DAB. Get an earful of unusual nocturnal emissions with radio's Lord of Misrule, Ian Lee. No relation, thank God. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh, that's official. My internet isn't working, guys. I can't connect to the internet. So you can't Skype in, I'm afraid. Can't, I can't connect to the internet. What Someone's the, kicked a plug out somewhere, haven't what they? What the bloody hell is going on? Can you go and reset the hub out yeah. there? Thank you very much. Indeed, indeedly doodly, dear listener. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio and with time to change. Oh, three, four, four. Four nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, we've got lots of calls talking about what we just talked about in the last hour. What? what the hell? We're, we're back on. Tell her not to touch the internet. Uh, tell her not to touch it. Don't touch the internet. We're back on, it would appear. I don't know what happened there. Flipping it. That gave me the fright of my life. Absolute fright of my life. What if I can get Skype to work in that case? Um, yeah, we work. It works. It works. She'll turn it off now and bugger it all up. Um, so you can Skype us if you want. Late night. Oh, it works. So something happened. Turn it off. Turn it on again. There we go. Skype late night alternative. I don't think we've had any calls on Skype um, this evening. So you can. What I want. What I want to do now. You weren't here when we did this. Mm-hmm. This was on uh, when I was filling in for Dr. Pam, where she was um, judging a Bukaki party, <laughs> refereeing it. Sorry. And um, it was an old trust game that I learnt at drama school where you would lie on the floor with your eyes closed, a group of you, and you would try and count from one to ten. And you had to feel the gaps, feel the spaces. And you had to um, just... And if So you go one, another voice over there, two, and then quite often two people would go three and you'd start again and it was... Wonderful. And we tried to do it on, on a Saturday night that I filled in for Pam. And uh, it was an absolute... It was a car crash. It was one of the worst bits of radio I've ever been involved in. And I've been thinking about it a lot since then. Um, and I think we can do it. But I'm, we're going to do it with the alphabet, OK? So we're going to d- do it with the alphabet. Let me take a couple of calls and then we'll take calls straight to where and we're going to do it, okay? And, 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 and this is a bold move on a night when we've not had many calls, all right? This is a bold move. But God damn it, I think we can do it. Let's go to Mr. Olbus because he was there first. Good evening, Mr. Olbus. Hello, Ian. How are you? you okay? I'm okay. I'm hungry, Mr. Not Olbus. I'm hungry. You're hungry? I'm, I'm hungry, <laughs> yes, yes. But apart from that, I'm fine. I can be part of the alphabet game later if you want. Yeah, definitely, no man. Worries. We're gonna, we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna uh, qu- a quarter past. We're gonna take a break at quarter past, and boom, nice boom, we're gonna do it. Okay, right. Well, just going back to you know what we were talking about when I called in is yes. about the um, antidepressants and depression and things like that. Yes. Um, if it's okay, just to give you a bit of background about the, my story and my journey through, and how it happened, it was about the uh, last year and a half. Yeah. Um. I just found when I was driving to work, I was so down that I just wanted to literally, I was having these thoughts of driving off the road. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Into the tree. Yeah. I don't know why, but they were just entering my mind. I've been there, brother. Yeah. You're not alone. It's, it happens. And 
this had a knock-on effect with my family. I've been married nine years. I've got two boys, five and two years old. And, you know, it was all having an effect on everyone. And my wife literally gave me an ultimatum because <laughs> it was getting that bad. Yeah. She said, like, go to the doctor. I want to see you doing something, you know, to make it better. Yeah. Not just, you know. So the thing that really surprised me was how um, accepting the doctor was when I booked the appointment to listen to what I had to say and help, you know? Yeah. I went there. I literally cried, you know, just for reasons of anxiety and depression and she subscribed me to a, a pill called Sertralin. Oh, I had and that. That gave me the twitchy legs. Did you get the twitchy legs? I did not have twitchy legs oh, at all. But I, I definitely did put on weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I don't know if it's to do with maybe because you don't care as much. I, I felt like I didn't care as much, so I'm eating more. I don't know. I can't quite work it out, right, because I've Googled it online and I've read so many different things. My theory is, as to why I put on weight with metazapine, it wasn't any of the other drugs, it was metazapine that made me put on weight. My my theory is that um, I don't actually know when I'm full up for some because of this drug it, it, yeah. I, don't, I don't know when i'm full up so i can just keep shoveling stuff also i've yeah. read some suggestions that it it pro- me it makes you process sugars and fats and all those it makes you process it differently now whether that's true mm-hmm. or not i don't know but well, it kind of makes sense that, you know go on Definitely with beer like that um especially at the end when i get to the end of the tale, i'll tell you what i've done to come off of that as well yeah go on and maybe the steps i've done but i think the important thing is is when you get subscribed those depressants is to follow their advice yeah first of all because they definitely say go to some sort of therapy um i actually try something really different they offered me something that they don't normally do which is esb therapy which is like electrical brain stimulation or something is now is and that is that what we used to is that where they the thing where you've got to bite down on a leather um no strap? no because they that that's making a comeback bizarre. yeah that's making a comeback i read they're, they're well, doing that whole, again two vibrating well, this is going to sound rude i'm not trying to sound rude i'm just saying it is like two electrical vibrating things wow <laughs> But, but Are you he sure it was had, a doctor was, you went to see? It, it was, I promise. Wow. I promise. And it, it was to get your right and left part of your brain to work and process something that maybe happened in your past. Okay. You know? Right, well, yeah. So, to, so you can deal with it. So it processes it. It was kind of bizarre, but it really did work. And what you were saying about how you can now deal with things and you can read yourself, maybe when you're getting worked up yeah. or when you're, you can tell little signals in your body of what's happening and how to stop yourself. Yeah. That's the skill set I felt I learned. And then after a year and a half now, this is very recent now, I felt that I could come off the search limb. Yeah. But what I did at the same time was I cut sugar out completely. Here we go. Because I'm looking at the sugar-free diet, isn't it? So everything's linking up. I'm, I've, I've got a book in my uh, my car about going on a sugar-free diet. Yeah, I cut sugar out and I exercised at the same time. Yeah. Because I feel that the exercise perks you up in the morning, particularly in the morning. Do it in the morning. Yeah. And I felt that that really, really honestly has helped. Because when you're, you're so used to taking a pill in the morning or whatever, yeah. um, that that helps you. But I found that the exercise and coming off sugar has definitely helped, and hopefully I'll start losing the weight. That's the thing I'm most concerned about. Yes, I know it's that thing of um, uh, I'm now I'm feeling depressed because I'm fat, you know, and it's and yeah, it's yeah, thing, exactly. but, but but I'm glad I'm glad all of that worked for you, and you know, d- different well, things like work for different thing, different people. Yeah, 
it, it works to a point, but I don't ever think I've won. Do you know what I mean? No. You, you always think it's there, and that's the the thing that is kind of depressing about this world, isn't it? But it, it, at least I'm doing something, and I, hey, I man, think it's working. We're, we're all going to yeah. die. Um, Mr. Yeah, Olbus, can I ask you a question that you may not be able to answer? What no, is what is Olbus oil made of? Well, obviously, what is Olbus? Is it a plant? <laughs> it, it's a mixture of things. Is it, what um, is it? What is in it? Because it's great stuff, by the way, guys. Oh, man. Love the Olbus oil. You've got a cold sp- Sprinkle a few drops it. of that on the pillow, put a little bit on a tissue. Beautiful. Uh, and you're sorted. Yeah. Exactly. But what is it? What um, the hell is in it? What are we putting on our pillows? Well, I'll have to find out the ingredients for you, but I'm sure it's got eucalyptus in it and things like that. But it is it's a lifesaver. I want to make some um, I want to make some Olbus oil of my own. That's what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make my own brand Olbus oil and I have to call it Ulbus, Ubus oil or something. Ubus. Ubus Alice. Branded thing. That's what yeah, anyway, do. thanks for listening to me, man. Hey, I nice one, man. I'm, I'm glad you started calling. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Let's go to Julian. Hey, Julian. 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 One second, yep, yep. Hello. Hello. I'm Hello. just putting petrol in the car. So oh, no. Hey, listen. Don't do that. Because last, last time, I, right, right, about a month ago, I got out of the car and I was getting, I got yeah. a message on my phone. So I was listening to the message and I had the pump in the car. And the bloke yeah. wouldn't turn the pump on. And I looked over us and I was going, turn the... Yeah, and he said, put your phone down. I, but that's a... They don't start fires. They're very paranoid about that. You could blow up a whole petrol station. It's a myth. One phone call. It's it, a yeah, myth, it guys. Anyway, go on. It must be. Well, um, I, I, um, it was a sympathy call yes. about an hour ago yeah. when you said you you weren't getting many calls. No one was calling in. Up. It was the weirdest thing. I don't know what's going on. I, I was surprised to hear you say that. So so, I thought I'll give you a call, but then um, the the person on the other line said. Um, yeah. Call back later. Yeah, we don't. We don't. We don't we're going to do something. Do something a little bit. We're going to be doing that for the next three or four weeks. Um, so I appreciate your sympathy call. That's um, all right. <laughs> no, I do genuinely. For you. Right, um, as I said to you, I've said to you before, I used to do local radio, and yeah. we were really desperate. Yeah. For calls, uh, I got so desperate that I used to record fake ones. Oh no! Brilliant. That's brilliant. And I would. I would have arguments with it. It was all like old stuff from uh, the Human Zoo or yeah. Angry Callers to Talk Sport or Talk yeah. Radio. Yeah. And I would, I would silence out the, the presenter, and then I'd sort of ad lib <laughs> to sort of time it. <laughs> 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 so one, one, one night, one guy who was uh, presenting with me, even he didn't realise that it was. Uh, oh wow! It was fake. Fake news. Fake something. news. Here's what I'm thinking, Fake Julian. I, I, I've kind of um, this. This is starting. I said this earlier to someone, and it's starting to feel like an idea. We've got some brilliant guests coming up between now and Christmas, and I'm yeah. kind of thinking in the new year, I'm going to stop unless it's like unless you know we get offered Paul McCartney or or, or something like that. Or I'm John go- Lennon. Yeah, or jo- if we got J- John Lennon, man alive, I'd give him three hours. But um, uh, uh, but I, I'm going to say for like a. a and this is not going to be a hard and fast rule, so if I bend it, I'm cool with it. But I'm going to say for a couple of months, January and February, I'm going to knock the guests on the head. Not literally, that would be weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm going to focus on um, my trade of the phone-in radio show. And I'm going to roll up my sleeves and knuckle down and um, really focus on doing um, yeah. some three hours, five days a week of cracking phone-in radio. That's yeah. what I'm going to do. Well- 
I'm excited about it, and and I'm excited about the alphabet thing. What, what, have I messed that up? Was I meant to say A? No, we're going to. I'm going to take a couple more quick calls, then we're going to have a break, and then we're going to okay. do the alphabet. Okay, we're going to do that straight to air. Okay. All right. Thank you, Julian. Right, I'm looking forward to that. Thank you, man. Let's go to Julie. Good evening, Julie. Good evening, Ian. Good evening. Um, it was kind of say point out the ironies at the top of the hour when you're talking about mental health awareness. <laughs> Jingle of cuckoo. I know, yeah, exactly, isn't it? Terrible. <laughs> hey, listen, I made a joke to someone yesterday that went down very, very badly. I, uh, um, so my mum's in the care home, and now the majority of her fees are being paid by the council, and they have been for oh, since August of last year. And then she had a annual assessment of her finances, and they said, oh, your mum is £5,000 over the limit, yeah. and it's because she's being paid... Um, one of the benefits from the from the DLA, one of the disability living allowance, is which she's not entitled to, and she hasn't been entitled to it for the last twelve months. So you're going to have to get in touch with them, the Department of Work and Pensions, and you're going to have to pay back about five five and a half grand. The money's there; it's not a problem at all. It's sorted. So I phoned up the DWP and I said, right. I've got in a very opposition, and I want to pay you about five, five and a half thousand pounds. I don't know how much it is. You're, you've been paying my mum this benefit for a year. She's not entitled to. How do we sort this out? Right? And they said, well, we haven't got your power of attorney form, so we can't really talk to you, but this is what needs to happen. So this was, this was in, in September. So yesterday, um, I get a, 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 a letter from the, uh, an email from the care home saying, Um, We've had a letter from the DWP. Here's a scan of it. And the scan was, we've reassessed you. You're still entitled to this benefit. I'm thinking, oh, God, she's not entitled to this benefit. So then I had to phone up Bucks County Council. And I I spoke to this woman and I said, right, I'm in an opposition. You sent me a letter at the end of August saying that mum isn't entitled to this benefit. Uh, I've spoken to the DWP. They've reassessed her. They've said that she is entitled to the benefit. And I know she isn't. We owe them about five and a half grand. Um, what can we do? And this woman was lovely, right? And she was, um, she was at home. And I could hear, I could hear Spice Girls music in the background, really loud, right? <laughs> and I thought she was in the office. She said, I'm sorry if, um, you can hear the Spice Girls in the background. I'm at home. My daughter's got chicken pox. And what was brilliant, and you'll know this sound, Kath, and, and I, any parent will know this sound. She said, my daughter's got chicken pox. And what I heard was, Mom! I'm sorry, she hasn't got chicken pox. She's just not very well. <laughs> and I said, oh, OK, right, fine. And um, she said, right, uh, let me just look. And she was got on the computer. Let me look up your mum's case. Right, OK. Um, OK, let's ask a couple of questions just to check all this out. Um, so your mum's there. How long has she been there, right? How long have we been paying? OK, right. Now, your mum's not been there because she's been sectioned for her mental health, has she? And I went, no. I mean, mum is completely nuts. <laughs> Silence. <gasps> but, but she's not, she's not mentally ill, no. Okay, next question. Oh, man, alive. You don't make jokes about people being nuts to people that deal with mental health on a level like that! But you should be be able to, in the same way that it really resonated with the first single was, (laughs) My mum is nuts! She's absolutely bonkers! Everyone's mum's nuts, aren't they? I think they are. The best mums are nuts. Anyway, Julie, go on. 
Um, yeah, I just wanted to say, because you've been kind of talking about the um, mental health awareness and, and men kind of specifically. Yes. I want to say it's really nice to hear men being open and honest. And I've got some male friends of mine who can't talk to their wives because they feel that, I suppose because they are the, the, the breadwinner, the, the man of the house, that they don't want to put that pressure on or, or admit it to their wives. And one of the articles that I've linked to them, and it's um, pinned to my top of my um, Twitter bio, is actually the article that you wrote on Uh-oh. your blog. Uh-oh. Oh, that, that um, thing that got me in trouble. Oh, that thing, yes. Did it? Well, did it? But, but, yeah, but, yeah. but anyway, it, I sent it to, it was really refreshing to, to read that. I mean, for anybody who suffers from any form of kind of, um, you know, mental health conditions, but specifically, I think, for, for men. So I put that at the top Bless of you, my, thank uh, you. I was asked to go on the Jeremy Vine show. I was asked to go on this morning to talk about it. I went, no, no, not interested. And then, thank God, about four months later, Matt Haig's book came out and he became the yeah, target and, and for that. And that's the other thing, is that I, I heard his interview when it was first um, released, and he, I think, was in the studio. And that book um, has uh, absolutely kind of helped me through um, a very bad time, but also the people around me who, it's like my husband doesn't understand depression, has never had been depressed, and lucky old him, um, but it, it, that book really helped my parents and also my husband to understand or certainly get some kind of yeah. uh, comprehension about how debilitating mm-hmm. it, it, it can be. But, um, but specifically, I think for me, that the article is great and the book is great. And um, Do you know yeah. what I was thinking today? I was thinking, and I wish I hadn't thought this, because you know what's going to happen. It's going to happen to me. I was thinking, oh, I can't remember the last time I had a migraine. Oh, oh what oh, a stupid... I, haven't I just? Haven't I was thinking, oh, and I can't... I cannot remember the last time I had a... I, I remember when I, I've, I've had a couple brewing, but I've got in early. early. But the, do you remember that time I couldn't come into work? Because I, I, I pulled into a lay-by yeah. at five in the morning, for half past four in the morning, oh, yeah? and I was, I was... I had to have the air conditioning on... And I was, and I would just open the car and throw up in the street, then oh. shut the car. Oh, I couldn't get back because I was blind. I was blind. And I was thinking, I cannot remember the last time I've had one like that. It means I'm going to get one in the next few weeks. That's what that means, idiot. Julie, exactly what that means. thank you very much indeed. Quick break. You are listening to The Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio with Time to Change. Take a trip into the alternate reality of late night radio. I think I'm in something like the Matrix, and so are you. The late night alternative. Hello, hello. With Ian Lee. Is there anybody out there? On Talk Radio. Hello. I noticed uh, Rocky's not called in. Rocky's um, self-inflicted exile has begun. Uh, <laughs> I miss that guy. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Uh, 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 he's going to be one of those people who I'm sure I'll be unblocked soon and a torrent of abuse will come my way. Phone in. Um, uh, Pablo and Simon, we'll come to you in a minute. Um, as you know, we're all looking forward to the release of Nicky Knowles's album. Every kind of people. There's a new video been posted. By the way, everyone, please go and join this page on Facebook. It's called, it's quite a long title... More people need to see this video of Nick Knowles singing. <laughs> Go I'm in. and join it. More people. In fact, I'm going to tweet. Um, I'm going to tweet the link. Hang on a second. Everyone, it's a great page. It's a really good community feel. Everyone needs to join this Facebook page. There we go. Um, um, and they, they post updates on Nicky Knowles and the album. And this is uh, this is the latest. 
Well, the album came about because an A&R man uh, had seen me on a rooftop a singing and playing session with Biffy Clyro one night until the early hours of the morning <laughs> and said to me, why don't, you, why don't you do an album? When I looked at the songs that I'd really fallen in love with over the years, songs like Body of the Wonderland by John Mayer, which I think has the most beautiful second verse in the world, it's been very important to me, so it was one I really wanted to include on the album. He said, hang on, so the reason he's covered a song is it's got the most beautiful second verse of any song going. Well, that, I mean, that is fair play. That is either the most Danny Baker or the most Alan Partridge phone-in. Either way, I'm having it. Which songs have got the second, the best, no, hang on, the second best verse? No. Which songs have got the best second verse? So oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. It's like the Godfather effect. The second one's better than the first. Oh, I've given Catherine a present today. I've um, given her some powerful voodoo. I listened, at long last, I listened to Scott One, the Scott Walker um, album yesterday. Bloody hell. Why didn't anyone tell me? Why didn't anyone tell me? I was, I was in the car in tears. Jeez. <gasps> it's incredible. So I've given it to you because I've now bought a box set of the first four albums. Scott, one to four the the ones. You sure you can handle one to four if one was uh, I don't know if I can, honestly. Uh, and so, you, some of you will know what I'm talking about. It, that... <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like song. you're giving me the video to the ring. No, 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 not at all. This I've given you the key. Oh. You've got the key. It honestly, it's incredible. It is absolutely incredible. You've got to do it in one go. Right. Okay, I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah, we go if I can. Um, let's go to Simon. Evening, Simon. Hello. Hello, Simon. How are you? I'm very well, Simon. How are you? Yeah, I'm alright. Thanks. Oh, I just want to phone in and say a big thank you for covering extensively the uh, the depression uh, bits and pieces of which I am a, a sufferer for the last 20 odd years how's it going now how are you doing today oh I'm absolutely fine I am also a slave to the magic of sertraline and, did you not uh, get the twitchy legs I get restless legs anyway oh right okay but but it did Give me the zaps once, which was very strange. The zaps? Where did you get the zaps? In the head or the legs? No, 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 no. It feels like you're having an electric shock. It feels like you're being electrocuted. Wow, bloody uh, just as you, Just as you fall asleep, yeah. or as you're sort of dozing off, you're <laughs> you're, it only happened once, it's really weird, but I, had to, I did a bit of research on it, and it, it turned out it's this thing called the zaps. Oh, I want the zaps. And I woke up with a jolt, and literally believed I was connected to the main. Mate, the zaps sound awesome! <laughs> I want the zaps! Get me back, give me yeah, some of your sertraline! It was good. It was good. I mean, it frightened me, but once I really... You see, it's the thing with depression, right? Knowledge is power. It frightens you. So you look into it and you research it, and you get the answer. Yeah. And so, therefore, the zaps became a thing of <laughs> fun, rather than something to be scared of. And, um... You know, apparently there's people out there that suffer a lot worse. I mean, I personally, but fortunately, don't really get side effects. So I used to be on different um, tablets for it. And um, I decided to come off them because I was missing things. Like, for example, I could smell grass being cut. And I, the emotion behind that smell, you know, how, yeah. how you're like, oh, smell that. Yeah. 
Yeah, the, the, you could smell the smells, but the emotions weren't there, and I oh, realised that. Um, maybe maybe the time had come off these. So I did, and, and uh, depression relapsed, and uh, you know, and I know, and I'm afraid, you know, I'm one of these people that I do believe that this is going to be with me for oh, I think so. Duration. I think it's going to be. I I, I believe it's going to be. I'm going to ask you the question: Can you ejaculate? Uh, yeah. Normally. Yeah. All right. Well, lucky, lucky, lucky old you with your zaps and your semen, hey? <laughs> lucky old, yeah, lucky got, old you, Simon. I just got a find someone to share it with. Though. That's the trouble. <laughs> that's uh, the anxiety. See, that's the cruelty of it. Yeah. The anxiety stops me. Uh, you know, wanting to get out there and meet someone. And uh, but I've got a lot of love to give, mate. I tell you. Right. Uh, g- g- um, I, I had a, 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 a really good question, and I've completely... Oh, yeah, no, you talked... Because I, I, I got, got in touch with my, my psych uh, about coming off it, and um, yeah. he knows that I'm going through some massive stuff right at the moment. Yeah, he, the, the biggest stuff you can imagine. And he said, I tell you what, uh, l- you get a little bit more sorted with that stuff that's going on, and then we'll have a chat about coming off it, and or easing can it I down a little question? bit. Yeah, go on. Right. Bear in mind, I've suffered for a long, 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 long time, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why would you want to come off it? Um, because, okay, um, because I, I, because I want to lose a bit of weight, because I do want to mm-hmm. have, you know, sex where it, there is a finish to it, um, mm-hmm. but also because I see, for me, and this is just for me, I'm not speaking for anyone else, I see the medication as a hand to hold while things are too rough i do not i would rather not be on the medication for the rest of my life if i have to be then mm-hmm. then you know then so be it but i have had periods where i've been off medication and been fine for a while then got back on it um i, I i'm i'm developing a lot of tools that um I, I'm developing more tools than I've ever had before for coping with it, and I would not like to be taking pills every day for the rest of my life, basically. That's fair enough. And that, that's just indicative of how we're all different. Yeah. And, and there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that. Me, exactly. personally, I'll be on them for the rest of my life. They're my three best friends that I, I see first thing in the morning. Yeah. I know that they keep me functioning and they keep me straight-headed. And, you know, without them, I'm a nightmare. You know, my depression yeah. tanked different forms you think you've beaten it in one way and it manifests itself in other ways so you know i go through phases where i could be excruciatingly angry um or you know just down in the dumps or whatever but the sertraline keeps me level and that's well, the one that works for I, me. i'm also aware and i have highs and i have lows but i'm also aware that with the, the metazapine and the um venlafaxine that i'm on that the, the, the sometimes my reaction to big things is a shrug of the shoulders, and I know that's the drugs that's doing that. Yeah, but that's good. That means it's working. Well, it means it's working. No, exactly. It means it's working. But I would like to experience a bit... M- I would like to feel and experience a bit more emotion. Well, this is what I was going through with the Prozac. This is what, what happens to me when I had, you know, like I said to you about the uh, smelling the freshly cut grass. Yeah. Um, now, I am I'm not on that anymore. I'm on sertraline. And as I said to you, my opinion is that I will stay on this forever. No problem whatsoever. But I think it's a case of maybe finding, I mean, obviously, you know, you know how you feel. Yeah. Same as anybody else. 
I personally would say to you, maybe you're not on the right one. Oh, no, I know what you mean. I, um, and I respect you saying that, thank you, and I will say back mm-hmm. to you, I think I am, because we've, we, my, my doctor is a, is a bloody genius, and he's been tinkering and, um, um, you know, kind of coming up with different combinations, and, um, trust me, with everything that's going on, the fact that I'm, I'm able to turn up to work every night and, and sound mm. as jolly as this means I'm on the right ones. For now, definitely. Absolutely. Right, absolutely. I, I get what you're saying. I really do. I mean, I personally think that, you know, like I said, I, I wouldn't dare to tell anybody because at the end of the day, yeah. we're all different. What we all have in common, mind you, is that we are all looking for the answer. And for all of us to be able to talk like we can now uh, as a community, if you like, means that hopefully we will get the answer. Because if I give, and this is going to sound quite strange, but I actually consider my anxiety and my depression to be a gift. They're mine. Nobody else can have them. Because what it means is that I now have the ability through being poorly and having done the research that I've done and the feeling the way I felt to be able to help other people. There was nobody there for me when it started for me. I thought I was going crazy. Simon, I appreciate your call, mate. Thank you very much. Can I just say one more thing? Of course you can. Oh, two more things, just very quickly. One of the things that helped me more than anything was a book that a doctor put me onto. It's called Self-Help for Your Nerves. Yeah. It's by a doctor called Dr. Claire Weeks. She's an Australian old lady, or I think she's dead now. But that well, it didn't work for her and... then, did it? He said jokingly. <laughs> I know, I know, I'm only joking. <laughs> I've not yeah, heard that one. No, I've not heard that book. From the littlest hobo land, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was so that helped me, and and I heartily recommend it. And the other thing is this, just this little piece of um, this little analogy that might help somebody that's a bit confused, right? Yeah. Look at anxiety and depression like a game of baseball. Oh. Right. Yeah. You're lined up to bat. Now, the healthy mind, the, bo- the ball would be bold and you would bat it straight out of the arena. The depressed mind, which is searching for answers, will drop the bat, grab hold of the ball and start picking the stitching out of it. Because you want to find out what, what it's all about. I'm not quite sure I get that, but it's going to give me something to think about on the drive home. Okay. Thanks for your call, brother. Cheers, mate. Take care, man. Bye-bye. Did I do the half-past 12 break? No, I didn't. Oh, in that case. <laughs> I was thinking, if I, I can't remember. Uh, you're listening to The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. And time to change. One in four of us will fight a mental health problem this year. Having a mate in your corner can make all the difference. Search time to change to find out more. The radio show where the owls are not what they seem. Do you or have you ever watched Twin Peaks? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. We could be dreaming and meeting each other in our dreams. On Talk Radio. Andrew's unhappy with us. Oh. He's just posted on my uh, Facebook page, facebook.com slash Ian Lee. Driving home listening to the show as I always do, and you had no callers, so I ring in. Your geezer rings back, and I sit through the ads waiting to come on, and he says we're doing something for the next hour. Can I ring back at midnight? Hell no! I will be asleep by then. I get up at five for work. Gutted does not cut it. Sorry, dude. (laughs) I'm sorry that we couldn't fit our callback system into your work sleeps schedule i can only apologize for that these these things these things happen uh, some people yes tony 
Hello, Ian. How you doing? I'm all right, Tony. I'm very hungry, but apart from that, I'm fine. Um, obviously, I've listened to your show quite a lot, and I hear that from the depression you've suffered, right? I've never, ever in my life suffered depression at all. Yeah. I occasionally take cocaine. Not a lot. I'm not... Show off. I've got a, I've got a job. I keep a job. I yes. maintain my family, everything like that. Yes. I went out a couple of weekends ago, and we went out, and it was a proper, proper big blowout. Yes. Went out on a Friday, come back on a Sunday. Oh, four yeah. or five days after... Yeah. I've never felt... I hated everyone. Yeah. I fell out of my mum, fell out of my daughter. I was going to work, fell out of her boss. I don't know what... I don't know what it was. It, uh, well, I do. It was I've a, co- it was a co- come down. I've never, ever felt like anything like it. Well, it was horrible. I was, I was finishing work at three, half three. Yeah. I was happy to get home, turn my phone off, sit in front of the telly. I just wanted my own company. But, all right. Um, listen, I'm not, I'm not judging you for doing cocaine. I've done drugs and I don't do them anymore. But, um, uh, it, it, I mean, how big a blowout? You, you, the blowout lasted three days. Yeah, I've, I've, I've never done a bat like that. Well, then, mate, there's, there's your answer. And, and uh, you're getting, I'm going to say this, it's going to sound like a joke, it's not. You're not getting younger, you are getting older. That stuff becomes harder and harder to recover from. Um, and the symptoms you are describing, fit, you know, being angry with people that you love for no reason, uh, it, that's, a, that's, a, that's a classic Coke come down. I'll go out on a Friday, do whatever. Yeah. Got to work on a Saturday. Just, I'm not saying I'm mad, bang on it, but I've never had a big blowout like that. Yeah, I'll, I'll have a Friday night session, got to work Saturday. But is that a, a normal thing to have? have like, I've never ever done two, three days on it like that, like I did. How old is you? How old are you, Tony? Forty-one. Getting, I would say that's just starting to get to the age when doing a three-day bender is actually. Um, like, properly dangerous. I mean, like, heart attack dangerous. I know, but... But what? I agree. Uh, uh, no, no, I, 100% you're right, but it's just the depression side of it. I've never, ever, ever experienced that in my life. No. And I just thought, like... How long ago was this this weekend just gone? Two weekends ago. Are you, how are you feeling now? I feel all right now. Yeah. I went, I went on a Friday... Got back on the Sunday, yeah, and then until yeah. Thurs- till f- Wednesday, Thursday last yeah. week, yeah. I, ha- I, ha- I hated the world. Yeah. And well, I woke up Friday, and it was like... Listen, I'm not going to tell you whether you got depression or not, but fr- from from my experience of life, what it, what I am hearing sounds just like a, a, a classic cocaine come down. How much coke did you do that weekend, then? You personally? Personally, I paid... <laughs> 300 quid's worth in two days. Is this, what is this? Is it still 50 gram, 50 quid a gram? I bought 200 pounds worth in a big lump, and then I bought three separate packets the day before I went. And how much of that did you do? A lot. How old's your little girl? Oh, no, my, my daughter's, my kids, my daughter's 17. I've got a son of eight. I, I don't live with my kids. I see them every other weekend. Yeah, I mean, here's here's the thinking, right? Here's my thinking. Um, so how much you spent three hundred quid? Yeah. Imagine what you could. Imagine what you could have bought your bo- boy with that. 
I, I, I know that 100%. I, I have my kids every other weekend. When I haven't got the kids, I either work or I do go out. I might buy a half, I might buy a gram, do whatever, but I've not... There's, well, listen, I, there's a big difference between yeah. doing a gram, and, and, and I'm not saying any of this oh, is right, yeah. but there's a big difference but, between doing a gram and doing 300 quid's worth over three days. And that's what I'm saying. I've never experienced that. What, what, after doing it, is that like a normal thing? I don't, it, it, it's weird. It's not. It's not so, weird. It's so it's, it's, so it's science. It's chemistry. It's actually it's chemistry. You put in a, a you put in, you put that. a lot of drugs up your nose that make you go up 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 up. Then it, suddenly that gets cut off and you come crashing down 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 down. You go down lower than when you started and you crawl along the bottom for three or four days and then your body your chemicals in your brain rebalance and realign themselves and you go back if you're lucky you go back to where you started. That's if you're lucky. If you keep doing it. You'll go back to lower than you started. Yeah, no, the way I felt last week, I, I, that's it, knocked on the head, not never again. I, it's a mm. wake-up call that I didn't like, do you know what I mean? But I, ju- I just didn't know if it was like a... You'll be all right, son. I, I, I'm not saying that you... I know your past, I know your history. Like, you're someone that I could probably speak to. I was probably not on the radio, but... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I just wouldn't know if it was like a normal reaction, like... Um. <laughs> is it a normal reaction to be angry and feel miserable for for about four or five days after a massive cocaine bender? Oh, yeah. yes, it, it is. Uh, yes, it weren't saying I was expecting. Do you know what I mean? Don't no. get me wrong. Um, what, uh, all I what? would say, listen, and I'm not judging you, Tony, because people do what they want to do. I do have to say to people listening, I, I, you know, I haven't taken drugs for a long time, and I don't recommend it. I do have to say though, I took drugs before my kids were born, and um. Just you—you you took a dangerous amount of cocaine, and oh. imagine—you know—just imagine your your boy being told, "Yeah, well, you've got some bad news for your son. Your, your dad's dead. How did he die? Oh, he spent three hundred quid on cocaine." Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Imagine leaving that legacy for him. Oh no, I know exactly. I know, yeah, but hundred percent, I understand what you're saying, but it's just what I've done in the past. It's just I've never had that sort of reaction off it before. No. And mm. I've, I've heard you talking about things, what you've done in the past, how you've reacted, what you've yep. done to counteract stuff. Just, there's no one else on major or anywhere else that I can sort of get any well, idea. Well, bless you, Tony. Listen, all I can say is my life is, is a whole lot better since I stopped drinking and taking drugs. I'm not saying you have to do that. I'm not saying you should do that. Um, you know, I'm just, all I can do is share my strength and experience. And um, uh, my life is better since I stopped doing stuff like that that's why i turned over from talk sport and get in there that's what we want to hear he's gone yeah, from talk sport to talk it. radio this is what we want tony <laughs> hey listen man look after yourself yeah G- give us a all call again yeah all the best thanks very much cheers mate nice take care Ta-ta. um oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand pablo dennis dom comes to you after this neon lit night talk for torch singers trolley dollies and train wrecks like me mm. never know just where the conversation will take you what i'm gonna say sounds ridiculous the late night alternative with ian lee on talk radio i've just seen online i'm just tweeting hang on a second anyone seen this i've just seen a i don't know uh, uh, retro gaming pi ret, pi the ultimate retro console 165 pounds right comes with two snares replica controllers 
Emulators include an N64 with 264 games, a SNES with 856 games, Atari 2600. <laughs> Sorry? Such a lot of things. Yes, yeah, and I'm missing some of them out. Master System, 365 games. Uh, MAME, 2,296 games. Uh, Commodore 64, 304 games. Um, um, so uh, what I've done, what I would like to do is I would like to crowdfund, because I can't buy, I can't buy, I can't spend out £165 on that. I've just spent a load of money on... Um, Oh, Stupid things. holiday. Mm. But uh, can I, what I'd like to do is, is I'd like to crowdfund it. And for yourself? Pay for it. I'd like you listeners to pay for it. And I will talk about it on the radio. And that will be the deal. So so it's almost like you're playing with them, but you obviously don't want any contact. Yes, I don't want... Yeah. So that would be great. Seems fair. If, if anyone could, that would be um, wonderful. Yes, Dennis? Dennis? Good evening. Oh, oh, good morning, Ian. He's hovering over the, oh. the cut-off button there. I'm totally amazed that you get depressed. You're the most lively chap I've ever lived. Well, there you go. Well, listen, because you're lively. Yes. I'm terribly sorry if you do get depressed. Yes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You, 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 no, nobody can offer you any. I mean, I get a morning laughing. I laugh every oh. bloody I'm laughing because I've got alive. I'm still alive. Yes, we're, and we're, and we're oh. all laughing at you as well. I know, but I don't get depressed, but I'm, I'm amazed at you, and I am sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, bless sorry, you. You're sorry. a good man, Dennis Dunst, Dennis from Dunstable. You're a good hey, man. Anyway, all the best, and just keep... Stop worrying, for Christ's sake. Up your bum. Uh, let's go to our first Skype call of the evening. Good evening, Bruce. How's it going, uh, Ian? I'm on the train station here in uh, Melbourne. That's great news. Yeah, I thought I'd give you a call. Uh, it's a bit hard to hear a show in Australia because you've got to hear it on the uh, interweb. Yes, you, that's exactly how that's that's how you can listen. Well, it's not. It's hard to hear in Australia because you've got to listen on the internet. Well, how hard is it to get on the internet? Well, it's not hard to get on the internet, but you know when you like turn the radio on in the morning, like next to yeah. the clock radio and all that stuff, yes, yes, you can't yes. do that with the interweb. No, that's true. That's correct. Yes. Do you want me to go to random people on the uh, platform and see if they know who you are? That'd be fantastic. Yeah, go on, go on mention the, um, the, 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 the Laugh Out Loud program. See if they go on, yeah. So hold on a second. I'll, I'll try to find a good patsy for this. Wait okay. a second. Oh, there we go. Hey, can I, I don't know how to turn the video, but you can't put the video on. You haven't worked that out, have you? No, no. Okay, so we'll just go up to uh, someone random here. So, Hello. Uh, you're on the radio in the UK. Uh, is it okay if I ask you just a quick question? Sure. Uh, have you seen the program, Have You Seen Dogs Laugh Out Loud and all that stuff on Channel 7? Uh, no, I haven't. I don't watch TV, mate. Yeah, so he hasn't heard of you, Ian. Uh, that guy's a loser. Find a winner. <laughs> okay, we'll find a winner. Hold on a second. Uh, excuse me? Hello? Do you watch Channel 7? No. Uh, no. Oh, but you didn't. You didn't watch uh, dogs that make you laugh out loud. You know the program where they have the funny dogs. <sighs> no. No. Can you hear that, Ian? Yeah, I can hear the sound of a loser. No. Oh no, no, she's an old lady. Don't say that. It's oh, not I, nice. I, I, oh, can they hear me? Yeah. Of oh, they can hear flipping you. it, Bruce. I didn't know that. I, that, I sound. What a delightful um, woman. I'll ask her what her name is. She's very attractive. <laughs> What's your name? Oh, uh, yes, Lucy. Lucy, Lucy. Lucy, lovely to talk to you, Lucy. Go and find one more, uh, Bruce. 
I'll find one. There's a, there's a girl, but she seems to be trying to avoid me. But she, she may watch Channel I, 7. Oh, she's on the why. phone. Yeah. We're, we're on the radio in the UK. Hi, Hi there. Yeah. Hey, we're in the radio in the UK. What's your name? Hi, Kathleen. 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 Now, Kathleen, do you watch Channel 7 on occasions? But have you seen that program, Dogs That Make You Laugh Out Loud? You know the funny YouTube thing where they have the dogs and they... It's a television show? It's a television oh. show, yeah. Have you seen no. that? Oh, he is the host of that. Kathleen, I'm the host of that. I, I, it's my voice. I'm famous in Australia, I was led to believe, but nobody's heard of me. <laughs> I don't watch TV. Yeah, they don't watch TV. They're all hippies here. Wait, wait, this guy, there's one guy that's been looking at us. Have you seen the program, Dogs I That have. Make... Wait, hold on a sec. This is the host of it. G'day, mate. How are you? Hello. Have a look. I prove it's me. Have a What's look at name? this. Have a look at this pup. Emma, Emma. He wants. Shut up. I'm doing the voice, Bruce. Have a look at this pup. He wants to jump onto his uh, owner's lap, but it looks like he's going to land on his nuts instead. <laughs> I've done that a few times. Yeah, haven't we all? <laughs> haven't we all? Bruce, thank you very much indeed. Let's go to Pablo. I, I like that. Only one call on Skype, but what a call. What a call. What a ripper. Um, yes, Pablo. Hey, Pep, Pep, how are you doing? Uh, I'm good, thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Uh, you know, um, it was just on the whole, um, the, the Thursday thing, on the on the basis. Uh, yes. I know the last time I called, it was all um, relatively on the basis of uh, mental health negativity and, and whatnot. But it was just to say that, uh, obviously, since then, I, I have uh, a, a lovely missus and two lovely children. Um, everything all turned round, so whenever it seems... Dog is before the dawn. It yeah. generally will turn out all right in the end. Well, it, it, this is this is this is the thing, and and it's hard to remember when you're in the middle of it that it will, you know, it w- this too shall pass. But um, it's hard. It's hard for some people to grasp that, and that's why we lose so many. Pablo, listen, I'm really sorry to be quick, but we're coming towards the end of the show. Nope. Thank you, brother. Nope. We will speak soon. Good evening, Dom. You're the last call of the evening. B. Hello. B. What? No, we not we, done. We didn't. Oh, we didn't get sorry. round to that in the end because we had we, we went from having no calls to having loads of right. So listen, Dom. Tomorrow night show at midnight. We've got Loud and Wainwright the third on. Okay. Okay. And but before that, we're going to spend the two hours before that. We're going to do the alphabet. Okay. We're going to start in. at ten and do the alphabet. So you've got to call bang on ten. Your A. Right. I'm on it. Okay. I will do. I will ring at 10 o'clock. Thank you very much indeed. Don't mess it up. I don't feel I can trust any of these guys. No, of course you can't. Here's that. Thanks. It's not, you know, it's not filled in. I didn't do all of them. Well, what? Nothing, it's fine. The middle one, I only have to do it at the top of the hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did it. It's fine then. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, it's exciting um, having um, the people on board, you know, backing the show and stuff. I dig that. I dig that, guy. So tomorrow, yes, Loudon Wainwright the third. But more importantly, you and I, dear listener, are going to go on a journey through the alphabet of love. Not the alphabet of love, just the alphabet. And we're going to um, do a little trust game so we can all be a little bit closer than we are. Um, and we will start with Dom as A, and we will work through the alphabet. How's about them apples? Um, thank you, Sam. Thank you, Catherine. Don't forget to go and download the podcast. If you download them from iTunes, then um, 
We'd appreciate it if you left a little comment and another <laughs> five-star review. There's a new episode of uh, The Rabbit Hole that came out today, yesterday, Thursday as well, so you might want to go and get that, the first one that we recorded in Sunny Scunny. Um, I am Ian Lee. You have been listening to The Late Night Alternative. Back tonight at 10 on Talk Radio. <laughs>